Well, let's start off with our with our review, not our review, our announcement of what we're drinking. Yeah, we need a jingle for this bit, this recurring segment. Hollywood <laughs> helpers. <laughs> Remember that shit? What Harper's Max and Sean on? <laughs> <laughs> what kind of beer are they drinking tonight? That's gotta be, this has gotta be our most obscure... It's a bit if of a pull, If anyone yeah. in the audience gets these jokes. Any Babylonians? Yeah, any... <laughs> <laughs> what do they call themselves? Bab- Babbleheads? I guess. Just smod fans. Smod fans, yeah. yeah. Babble the fuck on. Is, that, is it really still going? Do you no, think? I don't think so. I think it, it? it died with COVID and it's not come back. <laughs> Even though I'm sure that Kevin Smith has done other live performances. Perhaps they realize that without an incredibly sycophantic audience who will laugh at literally anything, Dude, it it's doesn't gotten, work. Well, so... So Ralph Garman, who I guess was on K-Rock, and then he mm. started doing Hollywood Babylon. He was on Kevin and Bean. He got fired from Kevin and Bean, but then he was like, I'm all into Hollywood Babylon. And now he's like the CEO of Patreon or something. Yeah. He, no, he yeah. really is. Like, he had the very smart idea to start a basically a morning radio show, but he just does it as a podcast now. And it's the Ralph Retort? Ra- no, no, no. So it's the Ralph Report. Ralph Report. The Ralph right. Retort is some alt-right guy on YouTube, which is... <laughs> <laughs> I wonder which if they is, ever get confused. Which has got to be tough. <laughs> <laughs> which came first, I wonder? I think it was the Ralph Report came first, but I'm oh, not sure. And then sure. someone else came in. And, yeah. Oh, that must infuriate him. I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... Yeah, oh, so dear, he's, dear. he makes a lot of money, though. He makes, like, over a million dollars a year just doing I his podcast. I had no idea he was that popular, because it's I thought... It's all from K-Rock, I guess. But I thought that was... Um, I, now, forgive me if I don't understand how U.S. radio works, but I thought that K-Rock was local to Los Angeles, and that alone. I would think so, but I mean, there's... So how are there that well, many Well, I mean, how many people does he really need? How but many people live in Los Angeles? But he was, on the, he was on the Kevin and Bean show, right? That yes. was his... Yeah. But he, you know, it's not the Kevin and Bean and Ralph show. So he wasn't no, even. but he was. It's like Opie and Anthony. He was like the Jim Norton. Or yeah. like Howard Stern. He was like the Artie Lang. But you know what? I bet if Jim Norton did his own podcast on Patreon, it probably wouldn't do as well. Well, no, maybe not. But Jim Norton doesn't have to because he still has several <laughs> shows on Sirius. He's the, they're the last people holding on He's to like the last XM one and Sirius. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That whole Opie and Anthony crew, because I think Anthony Cumia does like. He just goes on racist tirades. Mm. Uh, I think he's on Patreon as well, maybe. I, I think they all are. Oh, actually, he might have been taken off Patreon. He might, they, not, he might actually have his whole own network because he has he compound media, I remember. Mm. Yeah. Um, well, if you're Jim Norton, though, let's think about that. Imagine you know, having those friends, Opie, then Anthony, and all the others. Mm. Um, and one by one, they're sort of being picked off. And, uh, you know, canceled or otherwise deplatformed. Yeah. And you've been, you know, right there along with them saying that it's bullshit that things get censored mm-hmm. or taken down or whatever. But, you know, Anthony, <laughs> Anthony gets canceled. Then Opie and Anthony gets canceled mm-hmm. or just ends. Jim Norton, ah, I'm going I'm to stick with them though. Yeah. I'm going to stick with Sirius <laughs> and I'm just going to keep going. going to get some other guy in that Dude, no, it's no crazy. one seems to like. Because it was like it was like Opie and Jim for a while after Anthony Cumia left. And then it became Opie long. and Jim. Yeah. And then it was uh, Opie and Sam. Opie and Sam? No, sorry. Jim and Jim Sam. And Sam Jim and Sam. Jim and Sam. Yeah. I don't know who Sam is. He's some other Some guy. milk toast like. You know, to be fair, pretty unappealing presence so i understood when i saw comments being like oh my god the sound yeah. guy and it's like yeah i sort of understand i'm sure they could have found someone better why not find another you know relatively established comedian i'm sure jim norton could pull almost anyone on to the, the 
I don't think not. anyone wants to be associated with that well, world anymore. Yeah, there's a bit of a stink to it, I suppose. Yeah, I think, ever, and it's it's also it's like it's probably not the best life. I mean, like he they they have to wake they up in the morning and early. go there to the studio live and, and talk for about four hours yeah. straight. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I actually, guess it could be a good life because you have, but like you don't, you can't perform nights unless you're ready to fucking wake up one hour after your set ends to I go. Think they do, yeah, probably. Yeah. Although I'm sure people like Jim Norton don't really they probably need take, to do that. Well, they probably anymore. take weeks off they do and tours, shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. All, all right. right. Well, so, but, so that, we're all caught up on them. Yeah. Don't worry about it, folks. We solved that. All right. So I got today, <laughs> we got the Made West Brewing Company. We we're, you Listen, no more of these fucking fancy. We're going with some middle established. Shelf, some middle shelf beers. Yeah. This is like the Toyota of uh, Yeah. It's of like, fancy yeah, beers. yeah. Yeah. It's, it's reliable. Serviceable. Lasts it's nice. A long time. You it's better know. than a, it's better than a Ford. Mm. You know, Ford would be like your, you know, your Budweiser's, your Corona's, things like that. Bottom shelf beer. This mm. is mid shelf beer. You can get it basically anywhere. You'll yeah. find little four packs. Made West and Modern Times are going to be your most reliable gets at any sort of place. Yeah, and, I agree. and for good reason. They're both great. They're very reliable. Yeah. Um, so I got Made West. Just the blue can. It's just pale ale, not an IPA, not yeah. a hazy, not a double. Although all of those are fantastic as well. Well, sure. I I I grow weary of the heaviness of those beers sometimes, especially um, hazies. They always hazies always leave a weird smacky taste on my tongue. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. Hazies kind of creep up on you a little bit because they taste like they should be less alcoholic than they are. Yeah. Um, See, I like these to... West Coast pale ales because they're often crisp. They have a little bite to them. I find. Mm. And I this mean, is a nice five point six percent. That's perfectly. Let's, ta- let's taste it here on the mic. Oh, I've had this plenty of times, but oh god, do you have to make that noise? That's a wonderful beer right there. And you know why? It's because, to quote the Mountain Goats, we do it different on the West Coast. You know? We fucking... We really... Wow, this thing is emanating heat. I can't believe the salt lamp is that hot. Please stay focused. Oh, it's the candle. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm steaming already. (laughs) Yeah, it's already off. Dude, I was listening to last week's episode. I was like, wow, I was drunk. You were getting Like, halfway through the the podcast, I was... And you've been chastised for spoiling the Bond movie. Oh, uh, yeah, we should address that. <laughs> I should have cut it out. I, I actually uh, yeah. meant to. I intended I think on I it. started and... to mount a defense in the slack and then just kind of... Mm. I believe I wrote, in my defense, and then just, like, put my phone down, forgot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think what happens is normally I don't really... I sort of half listen when I'm, you know, doing something else and then think, oh, I should cut that bit. Or just mm. cut silence out. Yeah. But I saw on the waveforms, oh, there's no silence there. So, that, so one of us went to the bathroom, but Max is obviously still talking. Yep. So I'll just leave that in. Yeah. And I forgot entirely what it was. And yeah, now we're in trouble. So. Yeah. Sorry, guys. I didn't mean to spoil the <laughs> but I guess this cat's out of the bag now. <laughs> I, I think by this. And by the way, I've not seen this. One. Okay. How about this in my defense? I haven't seen it either. Yeah. It got spoiled for me too. I thought it was, I, it was, I knew I it before I went in. Okay, I thought it was pretty I thought obvious. that's how they were marketing the movie. I thought that was like the marketing of the movie was, oh, you by the way, I went to the movies recently mm. and I saw on a date. I don't mind telling you. Oh, mm-hmm. look at you. I went to movies and I saw the Eternals. Marvel's the oh, Eternals. Oh, gosh. How was that? I enjoyed it a lot. Really? There's something about this newest crop of Marvel movies 
And I don't know if it's just some kind of contrarian in me, but I always look at them. I'm like, wow, they're like really pulling it out. These new Marvel movies are good. And then I go on the critical things, and the, all the critics say they suck. Well, wait, what? Are the they're new less banter ones. and memes. So, so this Widow? one and then the last one, I didn't see Black Widow. So okay. I guess it's just the last two. But I really enjoyed Eternals, and I really enjoyed Shang Chi. Shang Chi. Oh, I haven't even heard of that. Yeah, Shang Chi and the Seven Rings. Under the radar of, a little bit. Was that a COVID? It might have. It had Aquafina in it. If you remember her, Nora I, from I'm Queens. Aware, yeah, aware <laughs> um, of her. Uh, she. It's great. It's awesome. Shang Chi. It's. I think there's something about they keep plucking these more obscure than ever characters. Mm. Like Shang Chi is not a super. Not not. I fucking barely know the Eternals. I just know that it's like a Jack Kirby thing. Well, I think they're trying to recapture the magic of Guardians of the Galaxy with that, aren't they? Because they maybe because they took a you know a property, I guess, or a, a... the thing that's smart and awesome about that though is I feel like Guardians of the Galaxy was a cheap gimmick because they're like we're going to take obscure characters, but it's exactly what he did with Suicide Squad. It's take a bunch of obscure characters, but almost like play on their obscurity to make a banter and memes jokesy jokes movie mm. eternals is fucking po face there's like two jokes in the whole movie oh, right? <laughs> which is why i think i kind of like it because i'm getting sick <laughs> of the marvel jokes yeah uh it's great i really enjoyed it i mean look it's got its flaws as always the fucking monsters in it just look like cgi merc mm. uh there's a third act climactic battle that is far too fucking long mm. But the concept of it is really cool. It's almost three hours long. It's a true epic movie. Start to finish with no characters that you've ever heard of before. It's awesome. And uh, this is the one that Kamal Najani's in, right? Yes. And he's all ripped up. He's bantering memes in it, for sure. I mean, I can't imagine him doing much else, really. But he has his serious moments. Eternals, guys. I won't even spoil it for you. That's how much I liked it. Oh, and also, okay. while you're at the theater, go see Shang-Chi. And go I mean, it's see, not still in theaters. But. Go see No Time to Die as well. Uh, mm. The James Bond film, the 25th. Never seen it. <laughs> I'm busy watching yeah, it. No, you're, you're I've seen The French Dispatch twice now. What's The French Dispatch? The new Wes Anderson. Oh, I didn't know there was one it's out. fucking great. Is it a Wes Anderson film? It know? is more of a Wes Anderson film than he's ever made before. <laughs> he's like, down. if you thought Grand Budapest was up his ass... He's found like new levels. I actually like Grand Budapest. No, I, quite I like a bit it too. more than some of his other ones. More, like, but uh, it's because it. But it is very like it's Grand Budapest. I think marks a, an era where he was like, I'm not even gonna. It's like his style keeps getting more and more intensified with every movie. Like where he like he seems completely unafraid of being like pigeonholed or stereotyped with his signature style anymore. Well, so it's it, all like perfectly symmetrical shots, people talking yeah. right to the camera, everyone's talking monotone and flat the whole movie. Well, I think why it, well, from for my money anyway, why it worked with Grand Budapest was because he finally took that style, the kind of whimsical mm-hmm. kind of quirky nature of his style and applied it to a type of film set in a type of era yes. and also um, you know reminiscent of yeah like i said types of films from you'd get them in like the 50s and 60s yeah you know, it'd be kind of like a classical uh, yeah like things. A, and applying his style to that i'm like yeah that works perfectly fine mm-hmm. because i think that's where a lot of his style came from i mean aside from french yeah this New is Wave and stuff this like is that, less but. than that this is this well this one takes place in france oh it's not very <laughs> new wave though i mean it's it's there's some new wave elements to it. I mean, Leah Seydoux is in it. She's also in No Time to Die. Uh, oh, I love her. James Dude, Bond she's having film. a good few years, man. Leah Seydoux, yeah, good yeah, for Ever her. since fucking Abdel Latif Kashish 
violated her on the set of uh, Blue is the Warmest so Color. So what exactly happened? I don't, I don't really want to get into it. It was but... something about... I, I don't really remember the details. It was something to the had... effect of her and... Uh, what was her friend's name in that oh, movie? Adele Exarchopoulos. That... Oh, you, you're very familiar with these. <laughs> I liked that movie. Okay. Me too. <laughs> I didn't H- like Hodorowsky's... it at first, but I, I came back and liked it more. It, it was Alejandro like... Hodorowsky's niece is also in that, in a smaller role. Oh, I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I liked, liked it, it first, but too. I came back and liked it more. It was, I think I needed to like settle into the pace of it because it's re- so slow. I really liked it. It, it mm. flew by for me. I mean, it's what, nearly three hours? Blue it's as long, long as yeah. It flew by for me. And no, not because of the lesbian action, which honestly, that went on a bit too long, I think. But it was So, it it was it, nice. so this this was the grievance that Leo Seydoux and Exel, I recall, I seem to recall they were saying like, yeah, it was kind of uncomfortable. He really was like... Really wanted to nail those sex scenes. Like mm. those those shoot days went on long periods of time, yeah. and I think it was a little like it sounded. It sounded like they were almost implying that they were made to do it unsimulated, and it does look unsimulated. Um, that, didn't they claim that it was it was simulated in the sense they had prosthetic kind of vaginas? Yeah, on? yeah. But yeah. At, at that point, like when you see, you're still you're rubbing saying, on each other. Like, yeah, it may as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, but then they won the Palme d'Or, and it was the first time the Palme d'Or has ever been given to the director and the actors at the same time. It wasn't just given to Abdel Tifashish, it was also given to Adela Zakupolis and Leah Seydoux. I think, I think that's fair Some enough. Fucking long names. Uh, mm. But, and then it's after that, they were like, nah, the movie ruled. I don't care anymore. <laughs> so I guess the Palm d'Or salved the wound a little bit. I think they're also very, very lucky. Uh, well, maybe not lucky. Maybe times have just changed somewhat. But usually, when you get a film like that, which has you know graphic on simulated sex or anything anything else that's kind of taboo and a little weird for an actor to do. Quite often, the film gets notoriety. The director goes on to do other things, but the actors tend to be kind of forgotten Left in the about. Dust, yeah, yeah, like uh, in the realm of the senses is a Japanese mm-hmm. film from the seventies which featured uh, unsimulated sex, and um, that film is now kind of iconic, and mm-hmm. it is a good film too. But um, the actors from that, I believe, you know, were kind of almost exiled from society mm-hmm. for taking part of it, uh, taking part in it. Whereas the director, you know, went on to be just fine. Yeah. So that happens more often than not. So it, it's, it, it, honestly, it's quite surprising to me that, uh, Leia Sadu especially has come as far as she has from it. Yeah. I, I wonder if Adele Zocopoulos still is acting in France. Leia Sadu has definitely become a crossover. No, oh, I mean, she's a star. She she's, only speaks she's, French in the film. She's a Bond girl now. She's been in yeah, two Bond true. films as the Bond girl. Yeah. So that, that's, you know, quite impressive. She's great. She's very pretty. She's very beautiful. She's, she's got a she's very nude. European look to her. Yeah. She's nude the whole time in the French Dispatch. There's a spoiler for you. Okay, well, not the whole. Time. That's actually not true at all. She knew like one of the storylines. It was just interesting because I was like, I don't think has there ever been nudity in a Wes Anderson? Not that I'm trying um, to. Want, I'm trying to think. I remember there was one. There was a. There was a short film with Natalie Portman. Yes, and was she that, gets nude in that, that. I was about to say because that was before the Hotel Chevalier. Yeah, yes. it was before the mm-hmm. Darjeeling. It was like a prequel to it. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I guess that might be the, the only, only one. But you don't really see nudity. Yeah, yet. and this isn't yeah. particularly sexualized. This nudity, it's she's like posing for an artist. It's mm. really more of an excuse for him to just do a lot of really cool still shots of her, like in black and white, posed in weird ass like yeah. angles and stuff. Well, you know, th- this is I mean, this is going to sound like a cliche, but it really does kind of amaze me how. Americans and English as well, actually, we're almost as bad. Um, find nudity so fascinating. So, like, when you see, mm-hmm. you know, an actress like Leia Sadu doing nudity, you know, mm-hmm. well, she's nude a whole lot. It's like mm-hmm. to 
I think to a lot of Europeans, it really just is, doesn't matter that much. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas, you know, in the US, I remember even in England, when Halle Berry um, did a topless scene in Swordfish, it made headlines. Yeah, I remember that. It made actual headlines. It's a brief scene, too. And, and, and a completely An unremarkable scene, too. Yeah, it just turns around with <laughs> her titties out remember, in like, like a computer Hugh Jack- chair. Yeah, Hugh Jackman sort of walks up and she's sunbathing and yeah, you like, know, she brings up? the newspaper down yeah. or whatever and she's topless. And it, yeah. that, that really is the entirety Woo! of the scene. Now, fair enough, that's good promotion for the movie, which otherwise really didn't have very much going for it. If you remember Swordfish. The, I remember Swordfish. The John that Travolta, the, Hugh Jackman Do you remember why it's called movie? Swordfish? <laughs> What is the reason it's called Swordfish? That's the password they use to hack into the computer or whatever the fuck. Yeah, you know, that's a strong password. I I think if you type that in on, you know, you're trying to sign up for You can get into the IRS's forms. (laughs) (laughs) I think they wouldn't let you use it as a password for being too weak. Doesn't (laughs) But, um... You get only the little red dots with you. Yes, they're like, no, no. Include the special character, please. And the film could probably do with using, uh, including a special character too. It really didn't have any, if I remember correctly. It was Fuck a very boring. We're taking film. this film to task. Yeah, today. <laughs> swordfish, on, swordfish, you're on notice. <laughs> You've been getting away with it for twenty years, but no, it, your time has come. You yeah, know, it's enough, enough already. It's, it's enough. not a very good film. No. Um, yeah. So wait. So what were we talking about? Oh, I. Uh, well, yeah, I don't want to get too much into popcorn chatter, but I mm. strongly recommend if you're going to see any movie right now. French Dispatch. Go see it. It fucking rules. Is it worth seeing in the in the theaters, you think? Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. It's okay. super good looking. It's shot 4-3, which is kind of interesting. I think he did that with Grand Budapest, yeah, Grand though, Budapest as well. Yeah, Grand Budapest the same way. Um, a lot of it's in black and white. I don't think he's played with black and white before, but he makes it look really good. Okay. it's. I mean, look, it is it is what it is. I think it's his most... I think it's his, maybe one of his best written movies in terms of, like, dialogue. It's definitely not as good as Grand Budapest Hotel in a lot of ways. It's not as cohesive because mm. it's, it's like an anthology movie. Yeah. Because um, what I liked about Grand Budapest, again, uh, which I didn't really get from any of his other films, uh, was that it felt kind of like... Again, it's it, like it felt like a, like a clock. Yeah. yeah, it felt like, you know, sort of yeah. clockwork, like yeah. all these gears sort of moving and putting everything. Yeah. And I really like those kind of films. This is a very old-timey like type of... Like an Ernst Lubitsch type of film or something Ernst like. Lubitsch? Yes. Um, give me an example of something that Ernst Lubitsch has made. I was just pulling a name. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I'm thinking more about... Uh, Cecil B. DeMille. I'm thinking more about things like, you know, even some like Agatha, Agatha Christie things. There's a long-running play in, oh. in the UK called The Mousetrap, which... It, oh, it just I, has I've lots seen of The different... Did you know I've seen The Mousetrap? In London? You haven't been to London? No, I haven't I haven't seen it in London, So obviously. you saw a version... That's... saw a version in Santa Monica. Oh, okay. Well... <laughs> Was that not good? It's a bad play. It's actually a shitty play. <laughs> it's poorly written. Uh, the twist has the payoff. To, like I was really marveling because it's the. I think it might be the only Agatha Christie thing I've ever actually seen. Oh, I can and see, she's great. N- not if the mousetrap is any the indicator. Mouse that trap shit is incredibly sucked. fun. That's incredible. <laughs> no, fun. it's really terrible. Actually, oh, wow. I mean, I, I wasn't watching maybe the best production of it, but this like my problems were in the. Sc- I was like, what the f-? like these payoffs make no sense. Like nothing really changes. Mm. A detective just, which I know is her thing, 
But the detective just waltzes in and explains everything for well, the please, whole last well, twenty minutes of well, the. Yeah, yeah, but please don't spoil it because. No, it's almost. I'm a wild card. <laughs> it's an unwritten rule uh, for Londoners, anyway. I'm not sure about the whole of England, but it's an unwritten rule that you don't spoil the mousetrap. Because it's the longest-running play, I believe, in the world, in history. It's been in the same theater for, hmm. I think, close to 40 years. Yeah, it's been there for a long time, and so it's an unwritten rule that you never spoil the mousetrap. Yeah, anyway, so don't, please. I don't know. I don't even remember. That's how unremarkable. <laughs> okay, fair enough. I fair think enough. it's something like it's her brother or something like that, or she's actually the brother. Of, oh, okay, sorry. You, know, you just don't. Okay, this is like saying fucking Macbeth in a theater. And like, <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Which I also make a habit of doing all the oh, time. Oh, you gotta stop that. The Scottish play, please. I fucking... I lo- I, I, that tradition is fun. I like that tradition a lot. Yeah, now I'm the pendulette of that of that type of shit. It's bullshit. <laughs> I, was, I was laughing, thinking about... He's was, got, so, ma- sorry, he's got into- so many traditions of his own where he's like, no, you must say Ringling Bailey, brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then he's like... Well, I mean, me and Teller, we like to walk under, before every show, we walk under a ladder and shatter a mirror. And I'm like, first of all, that's, I know that's not true. No. And I'm second of all, that, every show, you do not walk no, under a ladder. Second of all, like, if, that becomes a superstition in and of itself. Yeah, exactly. You know, breaking a, anyway. I, yeah, he, um, I was laughing, thinking about Pendulette trying to go to Idle Hour. And they ask, they ask him for his vaccine paperwork, and he pulls out a bill of oh, rights, a, bill of a rights. metal bill of rights. <laughs> I did want to get one of those, though. Yeah. When I was in England, I was like, oh, how do I get my hand on one of those? That's cool. They sold them in the gift shop. I know, but I was in England at this time. When I, when oh. I Most of my Pendulette fandom happened while I was in the UK, and it was actually when how I came you, How out. were you even aware of it? Did you watch it on YouTube or something? I only I ever learned magic. about that at the show. I was into magic, so well, I yeah, but... got into Penn and Teller, and from that I got into him, and then well, I was into magic too. That's and... why I saw them to begin with, but like I didn't know that bit until I. So it's not like one of their most famous bits. Uh, well, the TSA we had, bit. we had access to Penn Sunday School. That's an international phenomenon. Oh, this was late. This was late in the game. You were looking at this. Yeah, I was eighteen, Penn Sunday seventeen, school. eighteen, yeah, we were probably young yeah. bucks. Yeah, it's been going for no. Penn Sunday School is. I don't think so, bro. It's been going a while, actually. Because I think I started getting on my pen train when I was like sixteen or so, maybe Mm. like sixteen, seventeen. We're the same age. Yeah. So if it would actually stand to reason that it might have come out, I believe I was certainly still living in Northern California when he was. Because I remember it was like okay, maybe Penn Sunday School. I was a little older. Maybe I was about twenty then. But maybe even maybe pen radio and bullshit. The pen radio. Oh man, dude! I used to download fat packs off of fucking Same. like LimeWire of these like unlabeled fucking <laughs> just pe- by date yeah, yeah it was just it was ne- it was I would load up my iPod with them because you had to do it manually I couldn't just pull mm-hmm. them out of the ether or out of the cloud yeah so I'd load them onto my iPod with like a fucking USB cable I'd be like late I'd be like supposed to take a drive up to see my dad and he'd be like why are you late I was like oh sorry my iPod was taking a long time I had to load up my pen radio fucking bullshit <laughs> for my drive yeah no, I used to, i would listen Hitch. to it on uh commutes in london you know, right. cause it would monkey take a, tuesday yeah it would take a long time to get Pull anywhere. the weasel wednesday yeah all of that that shit is good dude I, I don't know if i told you this or not uh i got into a little a little drunken laughing giggle fit which is which is unlike me <laughs> to be drunk and giggling giggling but, no <laughs> i i started reminiscing about i'm sure you didn't have this in england about uh, Big Dog, 
brand like clothing and apparel. No. So there was these. It was this black and white dog. Uh, was the logo. <coughs> Let's let me find it for you. Man, this is on his phone. Well, I'm I'm pulling up. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's just not particularly interesting to listen to. All right, hold on. Well, god damn it, fucking we keep discussing here. this. But do okay. you remember the big dog? You've never seen this guy before. The big dog. Everyone in the American audience I... knows exactly what I'm talking about. No, it's a not black familiar. and white dog. It says "Big Dogs," and they would have like T-shirts where it would. They had mugs, bowls, everything. They would have T-shirts that were like these dogs. That at first it was just that, but then they started getting like cartoonish and like kind of anthropomorphized so they'd be wearing t-shirts and they'd have big biceps and it would be like if you can't run with the big dog stay on the porch mm. it was a real marker of being lower middle class to be wearing a big dog t-shirt but i they they disappeared around like the 90s in america oh really i remember them from okay. when i was very young uh and I signed up for their mailing list. They're still going strong. And like every once in a while, they'll try to roll out a new big dog t-shirt. Uh, bless them. They, 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 at one point, they stopped doing like, because at first it was like, if you can't fish with the big dogs, stay in the boat. Like it was always, it was like kind of what? sports apparel type stuff. But, but does that imply that dogs are known for jumping into the water and grabbing fish and bringing them up to the boat? Exactly. Dogs are useless on a fishing boat. I, I don't know from experience, but I, I could tell you. like They would just be sitting there, getting in the way, making so, too much noise, and probably smelling to the point where the fish don't even want to come near you. So I'm on the big dog mailing list now. Uh, and I get their email blasts and stuff. But what I also signed up for in the same giggle fit was I remembered another company... That was much lower class than Big Dog. Big Dog is kind of affable. Uh, but I remember another company that was much lower class called Big Johnson. Oh, no. And it was t-shirts mostly. I only ever saw t-shirts. They didn't... Big Dog had their own retail outlets at some point, if you can believe it. There were Big Dog stores. Wow. Big Johnson was sold mostly at like truck stops, NASCAR events, things like that. And it would be these grotesque cartoon drawings of... Big titty women, cartoon big titty women, and they're always hanging out. It'd be like these huge, big. It looks like Guernica. There's so much going on in these drawings. There's like mm. people in the background, fucking flying kites and stuff. But it's mostly big titty women are the focus, and then a little like pipsqueak guy with red hair and glasses, and he's always he'll be like holding a fire hose where his dick would be. Oh no! And they would always have they would always have like. Uh, Subtle innuendos on that. <laughs> so I followed Big Johnson. I'm on the Big Johnson mailing list now, and they are fucking active, which what? is crazy because I'm like, there is no way in hell. I so I follow them on Instagram. They have five thousand followers. This used to be like a nationwide company. This might just be a guy now, right? <laughs> they're keeping the name going. Yeah, <laughs> they're they're advertising their 11 minute sale, right? But like, I'll show you some of these pictures. Uh, Big Johnson Navy. So it would always be Big Johnson and then something was always the theme of each shirt. So it'd be mm. like Big Johnson snowboarding. And, you know, he's holding the snowboard right, by where his dick yeah. is and whatnot. So you can see there's like Big a... Big Johnson court appearance. <laughs> so you can see it'll be like he's on the missile Oh, thing. hold on. This is more intricate than I expected. Yeah, I'm telling this you, is... it's fucking elaborate. So describe what you're seeing. Yeah, you'll have to look this up for yourself. So yeah. type in Big Johnson Navy or something, and you'll probably yeah. find this. It, it looks almost like 
Futurama, like kind of Matt Groening style. A little of, bit, yeah. Of uh, characters. So they're on a big Navy ship with yeah. a big gun. Yeah. And presumably that's Big Johnson there straddling the gun. That's, so it's, that's, that's the eponymous <laughs> Big The Johnson. eponymous Big Johnson. So he, he's straddling this big, you know, uh, uh-huh. uh, Navy. What, like a missile gun yeah, or something? Yeah, yeah you know. Uh, so it's coming out where his, um, where his Johnson would be. Mm-hmm. That's very clever. And, and, he's and, 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 and he's saluting. And he's, are there big-titted women anywhere? There are at least a couple. Yeah, yeah, there's one right under the gun looking scared, and she seems to be kind of holding it up. Yeah, that is odd. She's, it's almost like, actually, she's got her hand around his legs, so she's kind of holding him up, too. Yeah, well, he's little. They're always bigger. It looks like, like it's kind of like an R. Crumb thing. It's always these big, tall chicks and then this tiny little guy. But he's got a big Johnson. But he's got a big, well, is there any you know, in the lore of Big Johnson? Is there? <laughs> is it, has it been established that he is himself well endowed with a human penis, or is I he can't just, tell? Is he just one of those guys who's constantly finding big phallic <laughs> objects and <laughs> standing near them, them, hoping that it will attract? You know, I think I think it's implied that he's uh, that yeah, he's well endowed because there's always these girls fawning over him. Yeah, well, in this image, right? They so know. mostly, mostly. They know, <laughs> So mostly you have people in kind of what you'd expect to be Navy garb, you know, kind yeah. of uh, blue suits and caps and stuff like that. Um, and the woman looks kind of like a, one of those old USO show, you know, she's wearing like a st- what looks like uh, a Stars and American Stripes. flag bikini. Stars yeah. and Stripes bikini. Um, there are some fish. We'll talk about that later. But <laughs> over in the corner, there's, there's a pirate. Yeah, he's there. There's a pirate <laughs> looking angry and kind of waving his fist yeah, at, he's mad. at Big Johnson. Um, yeah. Now, this pirate has a wooden leg, which, you know, he, he if he wants to compete, he probably could use that wooden leg as a phallic mm. symbol himself. He's got a parrot on his shoulder. So that's confusing. There's a dog. There's a lot going on. It's kind yeah. of like a Wells Waldo yeah, yeah, yeah. of, uh, you know, kind of unpleasant characters. And, of course, the text at the bottom. Uh, she'll open all her ports when you sail in with a big Johnson. <laughs> oh, Lord. But, but no, no, hold on. Oh, I'm not more, quite oh. done because what's this guy doing? There's, there's, there's a, a little man on a raft with down a, here on the bottom well, right. It's not, oh, it's, it's, oh, it's survivor. Ju- exactly. It's, no, it's castaway. Sorry, no, castaway. Yeah, it's not meant, just yeah. a little man. There is what we would assume is a, a depiction of Tom Hanks in Castaway yeah. on a little on a little raft with uh, a football uh, Wilson you know with yeah. with the blood stain on it um i don't know what to make of this i yeah. mean this was popular it's like this was popular did, kids does, at my school would wear this this was socially acceptable for some strange reason did ben garrison have anything to do with this ben <laughs> garrison puts this to shame honestly <laughs> in terms of subtlety it's kind of strange yeah yeah i would, okay, I would so not like, want to wear a t-shirt like that so like how about this one uh it's like a surfboard one and it says big johnson's morning wood oh, if it swells ride it Oof. or uh let's see what some of these other ones are Big Johnson life rafts. If you are going to get blown overboard, it pays to have a Big Johnson. Okay, hold on, hold on. Yeah. Now, <laughs> what he's done there is, you know, they, they've reached for. Uh, is this a guy called Big Johnson who's sort of doing all of this? Well, I'm, I'm going to give him that name anyway. I'm going to personify yeah, the little Big guy Johnson. who's on the. I'm just going to say there is a guy called Big Johnson who's coming up with all this stuff. Yeah. Right. Um, if you're going to get blown overboard, better have a Big Johnson. Yeah, what does that mean? Being blown Do, does, overboard? Does that mean that someone's in the water blowing you from from the ship? Yeah, I think so. In, in that case, you probably would need a fairly big Johnson. 
it's a quiet pace to have a big Johnson. So it's just life advice for people, yeah, with, yeah. people with large people penises. People with big aspirations. <laughs> Here are some things you can do if you happen to have a large Johnson. This one isn't even like, they almost always say like, it pays to have a big Johnson or you're going to want a big Johnson or ladies will sue when they see a big Johnson. This one is big Johnson landscaping. And uh, <laughs> and he's, he's got his... His his garden shears out where his dick goes. Oh god! And there's ladies with uh, like uh, bikini bottoms, but they look like they're also made of grass. So like you know, you get the kind of implication there. Like over where their right. vaginas would be, there's like grass that he's I guess been trimming. Uh, oh, I and see. and then it just says, "Call us when it's time to trim a little bush." But. You don't need a big Johnson to shave someone's pubic hair, though. Wait, uh, no, hang on. Is is there a is, is trim a euphemism for having sexual intercourse? I, uh, I assume I think so. It might yeah. be uh, trimming bush, maybe. That's stupid, though. Yeah, I mean they're they're really stretching on some of these. El Grande Johnson, extra long neck cerveza, and he's on top of this giant beer, trying to stuff a lime in there, and it says sometimes it's hard to stuff it in when you're packing a big Johnson. Mm-hmm. But that really speaks more to the size of the lime than the bottle. <laughs> yeah, it's a lime. It's yeah, they, they start to fall apart. But what this what this Instagram? So these are off their Instagram where they advertise these shirts. Now they have. An if you're Instagram. just joining us, we're pointing out the logical inconsistencies in Big Johnson's. <laughs> well, so Big Johnson T-shirts now has this Instagram, but what they've also started doing is they become a meme page. Uh-huh. But they just post horny memes, mm. so it's like. It'll be like girls at spring break shaking their ass, and then like the caption will just be like a sweat drop emoji. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> oh boy, it's the horniest shit in the world. It reminds me of a of a more innocent time, I suppose, in my adolescence, probably, where that kind of stuff would kind of get you a little bit like, oh, <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. yeah. I remember that they've just um, remastered. I'm not sure if you're aware of this. They've just remastered the Grand Theft Auto trilogy the original one so mm. actually not the original one technically so three, three vice, vice city, city and san andreas, andreas. the three okay. popular ones that yeah made it what it is now and they're all pretty old so they've remastered them and apparently it's terrible and it looks awful but i was looking at some screenshots kind of making fun of how bad the remaster is mm-hmm. and yeah seeing so they're, they're probably in vice city there are some women in bikinis and i remember being 13 or so playing vice city and finding that you know it, it wouldn't it's not like you would drop everything and jerk off to it but that was that was fairly innocent you didn't it's need to stuff. see you know hardcore horrible the kind of stuff you're into you don't need to see that. excuse me <laughs> <laughs> no you just see like a, 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 Big Johnson. a pixelated <laughs> square breast <laughs> in a stars and stripes bikini and it would, yeah. it would it would just get you it would it would inspire it would get your imagination yeah it yeah. would get you in the mood and that's yeah. you know to this day with my wife that's how we get in the mood is we <laughs> turn on, on some pixel yeah, on some ps2 <laughs> ps2 games yeah ratchet they're a little clank. bit salacious and be like all right <laughs> i brought home kane and jones to turn us on or whatever it's <laughs> kane and lynch kane and lynch kane and lynch which one is that oh that's a game i watched i brought home devil may cry 3 you get a good look at the girl's butt on the motorcycle in one of the cut scenes. I like that, yeah. Um, well, I, I used to get horny for video games, too. Don't worry. I, Blood yeah. Rain? No, I never played that. Oh, man. That was a that was as horny as Big Johnson. Because well, <laughs> it was literally just this big titty vampire going around and, like, the way you would kill people is you'd, like, straddle them. 
and jump on them and start sucking their blood. But the way she, the noises she made when she sucked blood were like, mm. uh, yeah, it yeah. was fucking. Yeah, this is the kind of stuff Gamergate happened because of, I assume. Well, but, you know what, though? Blood Rain was empowered. She was the first video game character ever featured in Maxim Magazine in a topless spread. Do you oh, remember as this? as if Lara Croft didn't. Oh, the It was in the same issue. Oh, right. So they did a, a, a broads of video. So technically all of them at the same time. Oh, great. Let's get them all. Yeah. Let's round them all up. <laughs> yeah, so all it was five like. five of them. <laughs> it was her, Lara Croft. Yeah, the Maxim Magazine video game girl issue. Oh, my Lord. True heads will remember. No, I, uh, don't, I don't remember this. Let me find this shit. I'm really getting you in touch with like horny American culture in the yeah, 90s no, and I don't early quite remember 2000s. This. But I think I think it was a British game called Leisure Suit Larry. I don't know if you've oh, heard yes, of that. Oh yes, I remember Leisure Suit is Larry. That, yeah, is that yeah. a British game? Probably uh, not. If it's I Leisure it's Suit, American. it's probably American. Yeah. yeah, but that's a little bit. That's got an element of uh, what's his name, Big Johnson. Oh, yeah. It kind yeah. of looks like Big Johnson. Yeah, it's like a very small guy, but yeah. he's just horny for all these women. He's hitting on the on the broads, right? Yeah. Yeah, walking around. Okay, let me see here. Where is the... I wonder... Oh, this has become like a tradition with them now, where they rank the hottest video game characters. Oh, God. Great. Okay, hold on. Maxim Magazine video game characters issue... Uh... <laughs> Top. Top result Wikipedia entry gender representation in video games. I'm not even kidding. I believe it, yeah. <laughs> They're letting you know, man. So no, that's over. It's all over. We're not going back to that. <laughs> Fuck this. God damn it, Anita Sarkeesian. <laughs> Maxim Magazine. I'll put Maxim Magazine Blood Rain and see if I can kind of backtrace it. Yeah, trying. I want to know who system. got included. That's what I want to know. I would imagine Lara Croft, probably a lady from Blood Rain, although I don't remember that. Um, Dead or Alive, maybe? Dead or Alive, I'm not sure. I'm trying to think. I, the, I, the way, when Gamergate happened, and like, I think there, you know, there definitely are points to make about the, the kind of people <laughs> who, are, who are attracted to games like that, but uh-huh. I always thought when they made it sound like every game was just this really sexist, you know... Um, horrific representation of women. I was like, I don't remember, if anything, I just don't remember women really being in many games, you know, or if they were, it was like Goldeneye where, you know, you're sort of having to protect Natalia from walking into walls and stuff like that. Hold on. It may have actually not been, because I just found this from, uh, as I'm scrolling through, so I found like, so first of all, I found that Maxim is definitely still doing video game content, but as as recently as 2017, they've gotten it whittled down so low to now they're doing the 12 hottest redheads in video game history. Oh, I thought they were going to go the other way. And There's that like, many characters to choose from. Oh, I thought it was going to be, you know, like the, the 12 most respectable businesswomen in games. <laughs> in or... <video> games. <laughs> um, but no, check this out. Here's one that I just have the headline for. It's from Sponge.com, Spong.com, S-P-O-N-G. This has to be a British thing because the headline is verbatim, Blood Rain gets her bits out for the lads. Playboy deal (laughs) revealed. (laughs) Dear, dear. Let's click on that. That's from August 23rd, 2004. Turning Blood Rain into a movie is one thing. Trying to turn the character into bona fide sex symbol is another entirely. However, strange as it sounds, Blood Rain is about to bear all as the cover model for the October issue of Playboy. So it's Playboy. Playboy, not Maxim. That makes more sense. Yeah. I mean, does it? Yeah. Okay. 
As the website said, blah, 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 not content with simply flashing her lady lumps, Blood Rain is following the schedule for any good girly night out. This is definitely British. But wait, does, does this imply that the developers or the character designers are involved? Like they've been doing or is it just... Yeah, they might have rendered the image. Or is it just fans who have... What, working at Playboy magazine? No, I'm sure they had... Well, they had to at least sign off on it. You would think, wouldn't you? Yeah. I'm going to put Playboy Blood Rain. When was this, by the way? Did it give a year? Uh, 2004 was when the article was written, so it must have been somewhere about then. More innocent times, yeah. Oh, here we go. January 2019th on Reddit. Today I learned the... Uh, Rain from the Blood Rain video game series was the first video game character to appear in Playboy magazine. Wow. I'm trying to find this picture so me and Sean can get to business. Yeah, I don't really need to see it, but <laughs> I can picture roughly what that might look like. Um, yeah. yeah. You remember what Blood Rain looks like? No, but <laughs> even still. Sexy redhead vampi- vampress. Mm. Mm. Well... Um, oh, Blood Rain and others can stop looking at pictures of naked video game characters. <laughs> I haven't found any pictures. All right, all right. I fine. haven't found any. <laughs> I'm still looking. They've been wiped out. Give me a minute. <laughs> I need to find them. Give me a damn minute. Ooh, the Trader Jose's. This oh, yeah. is what I came for. Yeah, have one of those. Have They're... a nice Mexican beer type of night. They're nice enough. Oh, um, yeah. I've got a bottle. Oh, you got the donut bottle opener over there. You can use. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, okay. Did you get this at Universal Studios? Um, I got given it by my daughter, I think. Or my son. I mean, obviously, she didn't actually buy it. I was going to say, your daughter is fucking bright. (laughs) (laughs) You'll purchase gifts. No, I think she might have handed it to me, though, at some point. That's nice of her. Yeah. Uh, I saw you making a uh, a little insight into your life via your wife's Instagram. Oh really? Yeah, what she's happened? Filming you surreptitiously as usual. Oh no! And it was you were looking at a uh, you were doing a puzzle with Pikachu and uh, and Eevee. Yeah. yeah. And I wanted to point out to you, it your daughter mm-hmm. kept pointing to the puzzle and saying uh, Eevee, and you kept thinking she was saying easy, and you were agreeing with her, but she was oh, saying really? Eevee. She was identifying the the character. Because oh. it was Pikachu and Eevee. Because she was pointing at Eevee and saying Eevee, and you're like, yeah, it was pretty fucking simple. You're right. <laughs> Is that you were, right? You were so chuffed on your victory that you didn't... I know, I know she knows who Eevee this is. is like, this is like when she was trying to watch Princess and the Frog, and you th- oh, thought she was just was saying great. fuck over and over. No, she was. <laughs> I mean, she was just going, the fuck. The fuck. The fuck. Like that. She didn't say Princess and the Frog. She was mm-hmm. pointing at the TV going, the fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, because she couldn't say the frog. Because that's how, even to, actually, now she says the full title, but back then, that's if good. she wanted that movie, uh, she would just say the frog. I want to see the frog. What's wrong? Nothing, it's just tasting different. I thought so too. I think this is a bad batch. It kind of tastes a little weird, right? Yeah. It tastes a little sweet almost. There's something like up the, with it. The, yeah, the it's not, not a good batch. Have... Maybe they've changed, um, you know, suppliers or whatever. Trader Jose is not good at the moment, lads. If, if Guys, Trader Jose is out of season. Out of season. All right. Did we go. have something we were going to talk about on this episode? I wanted to defend myself against the no time for to die thing. I think I did that pretty adequately. <laughs> not at all. You uh, just doubled down and did it again. <laughs> and, then, um, and then we went on a riff about... No, you're talking about... My, my neck of the woods. Getting blue on the podcast, finally, yeah. after all these years. Big Johnson <laughs> t-shirts and... 
Blood Rain appearing in the Playboy spread yeah, back I, in 2004. I don't recommend anyone look any further into any of that. Um, Guys, message me on the Discord. <laughs> we'll find it together. No, I'll tell you something. Oh, are you aware? Hold on. This might be an interesting thing. This this goes right into... David used to say that the thing he loved about our podcast is that he felt like we were like explorers of subcultures on the internet that he, he would never be privy to because he doesn't go on the internet. So yeah. here's one that I, like we can talk about. Are you familiar with Goon Caves? No. Okay, so there's a subreddit, and I'm sure that subreddit is the distillation of a larger diaspora of people with this particular sexual proclivity, which is uh, gooning... Which I guess is just masturbating. But these people have created what are called goon caves, which are multi-monitor, multi-television setups strictly for the purpose of watching a ton of pornography at one time. What? So they'll set themselves up for a night like water and fucking beer and joint or whatever cocaine like i think sometimes i saw you see cocaine in there sometimes cocaine is not a masturbation you, aid so this is what i, I this was yeah. my thought as well <laughs> oh my God, these guys don't get stim dick well, maybe it's a challenge they, oh that's yeah, how that's how dedicated they are to the goon you do a lot of cocaine or maybe they do very small to... amounts just to keep them awake so they can keep gooning what like they're not doing full uh, full people? lines. Well, no. So it gets very odd. I it's mean, it, they they put these multi camera setups going. Not multi camera. Multi camera. Yeah. <laughs> they're filming themselves from multiple angles. Multiple monitor <laughs> setups going, and like sometimes they'll even be so dedicated as they're like, I only watch Casey Calvert, and it'll be like ten monitors of just different Casey Calvert videos. Not the singer of Hawthorne Heights who killed himself, the porn star who took his name after the fact. Um. Okay, so what's the Reddit about? So they go and they, sh- in in the same way that you would be like, here's my battle station for computer gaming, they go and share pictures of their goon caves. And it's always with the pornography currently playing. Oh, but nine God. times out of ten, their dicks are also out in the photo. So it's also some kind of a weird exhibition thing mm. where they're like, look, and it'll be these guys with these stubby or femotic like invariably fucking gnarly looking penises and they're sitting there masturbating or whatever in the for the dick is in the foreground in the background you see a million it's not good photography either so often it's like out of focus in the actual goon cave because it's auto focusing on the thing in the foreground mm-hmm. um but then there's also like i think there might be a homoerotic element to it even though they're always strictly they're always strictly watching heterosexual porn but they're always like met a fellow gooner off of Reddit and we gooned together. And it'll be like two of them jerking off in the same goon cave side by side. Mm. Not not like... I don't think there's any mutual masturbation going on. But they're just... It's like a, a fetish all unto itself is just watching a ton of pornography at once. It's really quite bleak. Yeah. That sounds honestly horrible. R slash goon caves, folks. But also, you're saying multi monitors. First of all, any monitor, even the cheap ones, they're not they're not uh, cheap. You know. Oh no, I think these are these are people who've spent a lot of money to. I think it's all they got going their, on. Hopefully, they don't have families. I, I imagine if no, I'm I'm a parent now, mm-hmm. and you know, as much as I would like to think that I could be. Tolerant and understanding of anything my kids get into. Uh-huh. Understanding that I'm from a different generation and the, you know, the, sorry, Max is putting his foot on the beers. It's unbelievable. It's what? unbelievable. What am I doing? He's I'm putting not his touching dirty the dirty shoe on the unopened beers. And I, I'm not in touch. I just touched the plastic part. 
Anyway, as I was saying, I have kids now. I understand they'll get into things that I don't understand. And I would like to think that I would always be tolerant of that or at least try to understand it. If one of my kids, you know, I went into his room and he'd been collecting monitors and he'd set them all up across the wall Mm -hmm. and explained to me, Dad, this is my goon cave. (laughs) What it means is that I... It's a very open kid. Dad, I'm worried that we're getting there. Dad, I, 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 this is my I like, cave. No, listen, I, I appreciate openness. I, I think of American, the, the standard American parenting, the kind of stuff that if you go on, you know, Google or WikiHow or whatever, <laughs> try and find out something about parenting. I think that's all often quite ridiculous and a bit over conservative and you know they basically have the idea that children shouldn't even know about sex as long as they can avoid it um i think that's all ridiculous and i think being open about that kind of stuff is great i think i would really struggle if i learned that it's a tough one that someone someone who i love someone in my family someone who i was responsible for their well-being had established a goon cave i I would (laughs) I think I would really, <laughs> they had, they had really broken ground on a goon cave. I think I would really struggle with that. Yeah, I, I, I just don't. I, I also don't understand the purpose of multiple different. It doesn't make sense to me. It makes no well, this sense. This isn't even me. a goon cave thing. So this must be why. So I just went to the goon cave subreddit to see if we could find anything. Yeah, Max hasn't really been listening. He's I been absolutely lo- he's been have been looking, listening. looking for more goon cave material. <laughs> I'm building my own goon cave, but it's just me. It's a it's a multiple speaker setup, so I could listen to the poor quality podcast from like different episodes and different angles. Yeah, I mean, you do seem to be kind of encyclopedic on it. Oh, I listen to it all <laughs> to the time. Extent. Yeah, um, so maybe you just have multiple ones playing all the time. In your I'm, house. I'm wondering if this is controversial because it's not technically a goon cave, but someone did post their DVD collection of all pornography. Oh, people still buy DVDs of it. That's... I guess so. Yeah, okay. I mean, I, I would really... I mean, yeah. So, anyone here interested in feeding me porn? Test my limits. Mm. Oh, God. This yeah. is demented. This is really fucked up. Uh, There's yeah. nothing that funny about it. It's yeah, bit... sorry. I thought we were going to come in with, like, fun MGTOW content. Oh, this guy's just jerking off. See, this is what I'm talking about. The Goon Cave material. I invited Max over for a nice little podcast. You know, a nice midday podcast. We'll have some beers. We'll have some laughs. We'll tell some jokes. Maybe read even the, a little risk. Read, he is read now, the only two comments. He is now just showing me a video of comments. someone wanking. Read the only two comments. <sighs> okay. This is the last time I'm doing this, though. The, no, no. Let me read them. Okay. No Expression 270 says, nice cock. The OP, the person in the video, his name is Snoo141759, says, thank you. <laughs> That's it. Those are the only two comments. Uh <laughs> There we go. All right. So that's gooning. If you want to learn more about it. <laughs> Dad, I've established a goon cave. <laughs> dreams, Pa. You know. No, I mean, I the, want to go to the Oculus Rift to build a goon cave bigger than I can sounds, ever recently the, build in person. I think the thing that bothers me about it is that it sounds like the kind of thing you joke about when you're like, you know, an, an early teenager where masturbating is like the best thing that you possibly do. It sounds do. like the type of thing you that you joke would say, about like, or not even joke, it's like if you're like 
15 or something. You're yeah, like, dude, when I got my own place, like, when I get my own place, we have like yeah, 18 right. monitors. Yeah, you yeah. kind of fantasize about it. You know, oh, imagine if there was just like porn all over the... Yeah, thing. yeah. Yeah, but then to think that people actually feel compelled to <laughs> save up and make that their life's <laughs> ambition, it, that, yeah, that honestly kind of upsets me a little bit. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> Well, right in if you guys are thinking of establishing a goon cave. <laughs> I mean, if, if you are, please uh, get in touch this and try our, and explain it. A this little. might be our bluest episode. Yeah, honestly, we've we've had something of a of a, a kind of switcheroo. Street. No, we've oh. had something of a switcheroo. Where now you're all oh, coming yeah. in talking about titties and beer. Whereas I'm sitting here, you know, sort of trying to blackest night. Trying to trying to talk about Bond films and roller coasters. It's really, uh, yeah. There's really been quite a dynamic shift in the past couple of years. I feel Breaking Bad. I'm becoming fat, and you're slimming down. This is what you learn is that I like transfer my energies to people. Yeah, it's like a Dorian Gray type of situation. <laughs> Although I'm not sure which one of us is the portrait. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, it's you. The, yeah. door, the portrait is the one who takes all the abuse, right? Uh, that's like the one that Dorian Gray does and then his portrait yeah, yeah. does. Yeah. yeah. Although Very similar morally... premise to Mermaid in a Manhole. Uh, similar, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Stolen. Yeah. And a good episode of Inside Number Nine, which you still need to see. There's an episode of Inside Number Nine where someone takes in a homeless person from the street who sort of slowly starts stealing his identity while he becomes more and more uh, destitute. Yeah. Mm. It's a great episode. Almost, almost exactly a combination of the two. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I guess he didn't find the homeless guy in a manhole, but... No. No, he did not. Anyway, that's a great episode. It's the third episode of the uh, first season. Is that show spooky? Is it like Sometimes. a horror anthology? Sometimes, yeah. Hmm. Sometimes, not always. They they tend to always have a bit of a, uh, you know, a sort of sinister twist to them, it's like the Twilight Zone. A little bit, but much more. The majority of the time, it's comedic too. It's meant to be kind of funny. It's more honestly, it's a bit more like uh, Tim and Eric's bedtime stories. Which is that's good, actually good. Oh yeah, no. See, Inside Number Nine is far far better. Well, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's less uh, whimsical, less low randomy, but um, yeah, it's definitely better. I gotta rewatch Tim and Eric's bedtime stories. Or cause... watch Inside Number Nine for the first time. I think you'll really like it. I mean, <laughs> no, okay. how about that instead? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you'll really like it. It's really good. Um, all right. They have an entire episode which is told in um, uh, where the people speak in. Oh, Farsi. Iambic pentameter. Oh. I think. Yeah, so it's all in kind of poetry. Yeah, they have episodes which are entirely silent. They do a lot of that kind of thing. The same thing that some sh- other shows do. Like they do kind of bottle episodes yeah. where you know, something is unusual about it. They play with that quite a lot. And obviously all their episodes are contained within one location. It's always a number nine of some some sort. And they get pretty inventive. I mean, obviously the six seasons in now, they've had to get pretty inventive with what a number nine might be. Uh, one of them is, yeah, one of them is quite abstract. But anyway... I would recommend that show, and I think you should watch it. I think you would like it a lot. All right. Sincerely. Anyway, speaking of shows and things that Max would like, I've, I mean, this past couple of weeks with me and you, I mean, 
I've, I've had trouble with this because in, in the past few weeks alone, I've seen Max turn up dressed as a cat. Mm-hmm. And as well, recently as last... Well, yeah, but let's be honest. If someone saw you, <laughs> they would think, oh, it's a guy dressed as a What's cat. Up, cat? <laughs> and, uh... People literally... I went to a costume party wearing that exact same costume, and people thought I was a character from Andrew Lloyd Webber's Cats. Right. They were like, what are you, are you like the Rum Tums hugger? That's almost like, something. I'm like, know. okay, does he fucking, does he dress like this, you moron? And people, no, because people aren't that familiar with cats. They're just saying it's <laughs> humans it's- in bad cat costumes. <laughs> which is, you know, not too far removed from what the thylacine was. And if anything, I look more like old Deuteronomy, but go on. Mm. So I, I've had to, for various reasons, I've had to be exposed to you becoming a pirate. Then a yes. cat, yes, and then as recently as last night, becoming a turkey. Oh yeah, we, yeah, and it's it's just like every nightmare I've ever had coming true. <laughs> Suddenly my ass is grabbed, and then I turn around and Max is dressed as a cat and he's talking yeah. shit. It's, it's, you it's, hardly saw me though. Oh, last night, no. Yeah, yeah. So this show I was talking about with starting the show, the very awkward intro. Yes, so this show is open last night, premiered mm-hmm. last night, and I actually wasn't aware of that until you told me, and then I yeah. happened to be out and about anyway, uh, because I was uh, out with the uh, test run for my wife's show, Bite, at the Count Stan. Seasons Bleeding. Seasons Bleeding, uh, which is, Good I mean, subtitle. I only saw a test run, so I, I think they've still, you know, they've still got a few things they're going to change, but... What I saw of it, very fun. I think you'll all like it. Awesome. If you like the first one especially, you'll, this is more of that, but with a festive tinge. I, I think I you're going to enjoy I'll it. I I'll be getting comped since I wrote the copy. Did you write the copy for this one as well? Or yeah, of just course. the title? Oh, okay. Both. Okay. Yeah, well... I mean, I was paid to do that, so <laughs> I'm not I don't, sure if you'll get comped, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> I don't think I really deserve to be comped since I got paid to write the copy. Possibly not. We're kind of fair not. and square. <laughs> Possibly not, but that opens on Saturday, I believe, and uh, we'll be continuing throughout the festive season. So there's my little plug yeah. for my wife's show. Now it's my go. wife's show, but and my ex girlfriend's show. Uh, that's right. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's in it, Michaela. Mm. <laughs> well, what? all right, we'll just let that hang. <laughs> see <laughs> what on. people see what people make of it. It's a good joke. Yeah. Anyway, it was um, a little switcheroo. Yeah. But you're in a show about turkeys and right. stuff. Fucking. <laughs> and uh, what, what's the name of that show again? I, Mr. Bullview's Thanksgiving Relay, is that it? I believe that is the title. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, I managed to, on, on the way home, I managed to stop by that because the timing worked out kind of perfectly. And uh, I believe I was in the first group. Your second group. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Uh, you were in was... the... Oh, no, wait, you no, were at, in the first group. I was at 11, yeah. But Rachel was in the second group. Yeah, because she had to stay behind at the yeah. other venue, so Got she it. came in for the second show. I came in for the first. Yeah, yeah. So I think you I were in, in a rough group. group, boy, howdy. Is that right? I mean, I couldn't tell. It was tell. just so small. We are supposed to have larger groups than that. It, it was, was quite nice it was being with... Uh, yeah. T- cause was we it were just in a, you and your guide? No, uh, th- there was uh, a woman with me I... I didn't recognize but she from some of the stuff she was saying i think she'd been in one of the other shows maybe in the pirates one i don't know but she had a, a dark hair air piercing oh victoria victoria that was a oh, practice that satari that, oh that was a practice satari i couldn't uh, wearing a mask the whole time it's mm-hmm. hard for me to recognize people sometimes yeah yeah so it was me and her and uh, our guide we weren't given you 
Mm-hmm. We were given... Uh, that was by special request. Yeah. Well, we're it's not hard to perform for people that intimately that you know really well. <laughs> oh, I'm, like, I'm not going to be able to keep this up. No, I Especially agree. when I thought it might be just you and me. I Because when no, I was told there were four terrible. people. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that would have been awful. Um, so I don't want to give too many spoilers away, because this is running until December, I'd imagine. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you got a little, a little while to see it. So I don't want to give any spoilers, but you are split up into groups, and presumably you get something of a different show with each character that you get. You, you get given a guide but character. It's almost a completely different show. I would think so, yeah. Given, I mean, even in the individual scenes, the characters will react differently well, yeah. to your guide. And in, yeah, some, in some instances, you realize Yeah, it really, I mean, it really yeah. is truly four distinct shows. Mm. Like, the, that's just the truth. There yeah. are shared scenes, but the scenes are improvised, so there's a lot of changes between scenes. Yeah, and obviously all the talk you have with your guy between scenes is mm-hmm. going to be different per guide, too. So the whole little story arc yeah. in itself. Yeah. yeah, so it really does seem like something that would bear repeating, repeat visits, Yeah, uh, as long as you can guarantee that you get a different... You can. We'll, we yeah. can we'll told people. We have a ticket system for that, okay. so people can be like, who, you know, I'm coming back. Who did you see last time? Okay, we'll put you with someone else. Right. Uh, very nice to see uh, Nicole <laughs> helping with the door. Yeah, Nicole helping with the door. Yeah. Good Jess also helping with the door. Yes, yes. Always lovely to see Jess. I was surprised mm-hmm. she wasn't in anything this... Uh... Oh, oh, she was in Urban Death. Yes. Yeah, she was in the maze when I saw her. I would not blame anyone for wanting to take two months off after Urban Death. <laughs> no, I agree. I don't know how Meg does it. Yeah. Meg's fucking was in Urban Death, is in this, and stage managed Turkey's the Musical. Who is Meg in this? She was Martha Washington. Oh, okay. She was also in Creepy Island. Right, right, right. Okay. And uh, Brandon's in this too, even though he's got a show that he directed running at Zombie Joe's almost yeah. simultaneously. Yeah, everyone's yeah. busy, dude. Except yeah. me, I'm fucking chilling. You'll notice that when you were like, what's this one called? I was like, yeah, I think that's what I'm fucking. I have been <laughs> so hands off with this show. I don't know what's going on. I just show up. I found out what my character was the day before we opened. Is that right? It was last minute, as always with these shows, last minute major structural changes to the show. I ha- I've gone through four different characters that they've assigned me throughout the course of these oh, really? rehearsals. <laughs> and the turkey one was the last one they gave me. It's a pretty intricate show. Um, it is. In the sense that... It's it kind of runs like a machine. So it's a spiritual successor to Dad, a paternal immersive it's, experience in the sense of being taken on separate tracks and yeah, yeah and hitting similar scenes yeah. or the same scenes in mm-hmm. this case. I assume everyone goes to every location. Yeah, in this because one, yes. this isn't. Uh, I mean, it's not much of a spoiler to say, is it? The hmm. this doesn't all take place in one location. I I I don't know if it is a spoiler or not, but I mean it's it's what it is. It happens very quickly. So I notoriously don't care about spoilers. No, exactly. So maybe. <laughs> Not the best gauge. Uh, I don't think it's a spoiler to say yeah. that you're not just in one theater. You're not just in one place. Some of it takes place outside. Some of it takes place in other buildings. It's uh, it's it's a bit like a not a scavenger hunt really because you don't you don't really have to go and find anything. Yeah, but but you're just trekking around. You're trekking around a, a, a block of the of the neighborhood and um, yeah, encountering all these different scenes in what seems to be. Some of the synchronization, I don't know if it was luck, but it seemed to work very well. Yeah. Um, especially with a character who sometimes interacts with you while you're outside. Yes. Um, that all seemed to be quite fortuitous. And also, um, 
you know, different groups bumping into each other will sometimes interact with each other as well. Well, David and Brandon, all credit to them, they worked very, very, very hard on the tracks. I believe it, yeah. We ran them all several times each to figure out exactly how long... Because it, it comes down to, like... There are certain delays and stuff. Mm. It comes down to like, I need to take an extra 30 seconds on this walk and then an extra minute with Martha. And then I need to leave 30 seconds early to get here on mm. time. So I land here and, and we're just, still working out the kinks. Cause I found myself heavily delayed installing, right. Uh, to get into a scene before, um, we, that um, last night. But. And I, I also don't think it's a spoiler to say, cause this happens right at the beginning that there are these watches that each of the guides mm-hmm. have. That play a part in the story, but are they actually are, are they actually useful or not? Oh, they're incredibly. I, I'm they, looking at they it the are. whole time. Okay, right. Because I mean, they're yeah. bo- they're built into the story, but I didn't know if they actually. I mean, yeah, there's no way the we could do it without them. Okay, well that's yeah. great. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a very clever. We way have of... it plotted out to the exact second, mm. like when we need to go, when we need to be where. Right. So we and then also so it's like if I need to be here at thirty three minutes and thirty seconds into the show and I will arrive at three minutes and forty seconds, then I need to leave ten seconds early. You know, like things yeah. like that. Well it's very clever how it's implemented into the yeah. well at least yeah. in my, with my guide, mm-hmm. he implemented it very well. Uh so yeah. it didn't seem like something oh, you're just checking where you need to be. It seemed like a part of the story. Yeah. Which it was. So so that was all very clever. I, I really appreciate that. And f- for your money, I mean what was it? it was a twenty five dollar entry. Mm-hmm. You more than get your time in time alone 35 minute show i think ours ran a little longer than that even maybe yeah it felt like uh well actually quite often when we're walking around we're seeing people turn up for the next show Mm -hmm. including your wonderful ex-girlfriend libby michaela (laughs) who also came (laughs) michaela also yeah Yeah, pretty much everyone from my wife's show ended up going there i think Mm -hmm. um everyone who would anyway and Libby, so at one point we're walking, you know, with some characters, and Libby comes up and starts talking to me, like it's following me and talking to me about, oh, uh, your wife's texting me, blah, 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 blah. And I, I had to say to her, I was like, Libby, Libby, you are interrupting my conversation with these aliens. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> she, she literally was. Yeah. Because we're just sort of walking up and down the street outside the theater and stuff. So. What's funny? She saw me dressed. I wonder if she just didn't real. I mean, how could you not realize the fucking face makeup in that in that character is not subtle? No, but uh, no, she knew. I, I I think, yeah, I think it was probably confusing to people going in. They probably weren't entirely sure what was going on because certainly right. when I went in, I went in completely blind. I hadn't yeah. asked you or David or Brandon anything about it. Yeah. Uh, so I was kind of surprised that so much of it took place, you know, walking on the streets. And yeah, stuff, walking yeah. to other locations. And she walked so, by me and saw me dressed as a turkey and went, "Huh," and just kept walking. Oh uh, yeah, no, no. For mm. some reason, she, she, even though I was surrounded by clear characters, <laughs> well, at one point, at one point, I did have to uh, stall really heavily again because a scene got backed up that I needed to go into, but the person ahead of me was still in there. Mm. Um. So I was hanging out on the street, and who should walk by fortuitously but George Lozano? Oh, yeah. And he's going to the second show, so he has no idea what's going on. Yeah. He just sees me dressed as a turkey talking to two strangers, and I was like, you there, stranger, come come here. And I just start talking to him, and he starts playing along with me. So it was very fortuitous that okay, he was walking that's up nice. at that Yeah, because I, yeah. I was a bit worried. I was like, oh, is this kind of going to be a spoiler for people coming in? But then by the end of the show, I realized, no, not really. Nah. You know, like, you're not going to be able to make sense of any one thing that you see walking in and no, out, no. you know. So, yeah, I thought it worked um, I thought it worked very well in that regard. And a huge cast, too. 14 people. Yeah, I was thinking about 15. It was 
insane how how many people were yeah. so stationed around the place. Um, it's fun. Yeah, fun show. It's really, it's definitely worth worth um, worth your time, worth going to. I think. Yeah, and it's, worth your this money. is this is the most. I mean, I thought the hallway was stressful. It wasn't stressful for me, but I'm like, I don't know how these guys aren't. I guess David and Brandon have such a calm about them with dealing with stuff like this. I mean, it seemed like it came together very quickly as well, which it, makes dude, it all the I more mean, impressive. we didn't have our characters assigned until like two rehearsals ago, which is crazy. Yeah, yeah. so you know, because they, well, I can only speak for my own guide character because obviously, yeah, I only had one. Um, he was very, yeah. I mean, it definitely seemed like a lot of thought had been put into. Yeah, he was able to answer. I'm not talkative in the most of shows, really, but um, the uh, uh, sorry, what's her name, Victoria? Yeah, Uh, she, you know, she was more inquisitive and would respond to him or ask him questions and stuff like that. And he always had a zinger ready. You know, he's good. He's very good. uh, Who was that? Was that that's Isaac? Isaac. Uh, That's actually a friend of Meg's from college. Um, But he moved out here recently, so he's been kind of hanging out with us because he doesn't really know anybody but Meg. And um, <clears throat> this is his first show that he's actually done with us, and he's he's fantastic. He's very talented, very good at improv. I mean, it's it takes a lot for I assume anyway, as the producers and directors of the show. I assume it takes a lot for David and Brandon to trust someone to be a guide character. They know I'm good for it. They know they're yeah. good for it. And then the fourth guide is this person we've never worked with before. Well, yeah, I was about yeah. to say, and this is something I've noticed in a lot of their shows, whether it's something David's written or Brandon's made, and they, they have all these new actors coming in all the time. Mm-hmm. And yet somehow each of these actors, when they're in character anyway, they seem to be completely au fait. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know you like me using I that do. term. I do. They seem to be completely au fait with sort of Brandon and David's world. Like yeah. the, 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 the the sort of strange universe that they inhabit. They seem to get that yeah. almost instantly. And that's honestly really impressive because there aren't that many people like David and Brandon. It's not like a yeah. like a common type of person to or a, t- yeah. a, a common type of voice to to understand and to be able to internalize. But in all these shows, especially the ones which uh, I, I guess Brandon's more involved in the ones that are pure more improv. Uh, improv, yeah. And I'm like, how do they get on board with this kind of universe so uh, so easily brandon's very good with that i don't know I, he must yeah. be yeah because like that guy David's good um, with it. i mean they they're what is this one down here these black cans oh they're nice they're pilsners so you can have one of those well i don't think i like pilsners i'm gonna have a why they're basically like lagers oh okay i'll have a pilsner yeah it's perfectly nice five percent all right uh i think it's david is very good with like answering questions about world building and stuff brandon brandon's very good about setting a, a kind of tone mm. like setting a tone for like what type of jokes it becomes clear what type of jokes we're doing or what type of jokes yeah. he likes and it, and it seems like they kind they... of have their house rules about like trying not to do pop culture references mm-hmm. or political humor or things, which i'm I mean, very things that, grateful for. things that date yes. the show yes yes yeah um yeah and they and they definitely do have a style which i think i could recognize anywhere if i didn't know brandon had done a show let's say he moves and i lose yeah. contact with him and then 25 years later i see a show somewhere else and i go is this brandon i think i i think i would be able to recognize that yeah um so it's especially impressive that you say this the, the guy that i had as my guide character the alien uh-huh. who's played by uh sorry what was his name isaac isaac, isaac tipton snyder i believe is and his... he hasn't been in anything by brandon or david before no he just moved to california like two months ago see that's crazy because mm-hmm. he spoke like it, it could have been david playing that character mm-hmm. for all i know like yeah. he had the exact same 
you know, he just felt like he was a part of that world. It, well, he's it, a very it, talented improviser. Um, he was also somebody who knew his character from a very early point. Like, even though he didn't officially have it confirmed, it was pretty clear that he was going to be an alien. Right. Um, and so he's had a lot of time to inhabit the world as that character. Yeah, but um, there's more that it could be. I mean, and, and this is something I really have struggled with in in my shows, is especially when it relies on people improvising. You, you, if anyone's been to my shows, you'll tend to realize that the stuff that involves the most improvising tends to be me mm-hmm. because I don't feel like I can yeah. teach anyone how to do it the way that I want to yeah. uh, without, you know, kind of writing stuff down. Yeah. Um, whereas David and Brandon, they always managed to get their voice. It could, like I said, it could have been David doing that yeah. role and it wouldn't, I don't think it would have been significantly different. Yeah. Um, they're able to kind of impart that voice into their actors, even actors they don't have that much familiarity with. The only and person- it works, so they, they always get it. I don't know the how they do it. The person they haven't been able to do that with is me. I always had another little you're almost side like, character. But you're like almost, a side yeah, energy. You're like a, you're like a third wheel of, yeah. of them, though. Because like, yeah. you've been... Well, maybe just because you've been in enough of their things now mm-hmm. that now we can kind of come to expect that character, the Max, you know, the Max edition. Yeah, yeah. Which is also... But also, I would say that you have a character within their universe... That kind of stays in their universe. That you don't. I, I haven't seen you do it elsewhere. It's not like oh, that's just what Max does. What? It's, which is that? Which is like what? Um, I mean, I, I didn't see you last night uh, yeah. because you weren't my guide. Mm-hmm. So I only saw bits and pieces of you here and there. But um, you know, if I'm thinking back to Together Again mm-hmm. or Snake, uh, uh, well, Snake yeah. Eyes and Together Again, and then uh, your roles in Church Discipline and uh-huh. stuff like that, it's definitely like a, a, a somewhat pathetic but, yeah. uh, it, uh, but effusive um, mm. character. Effusive and pathetic and often like very high strung. Yeah, in, which like, they yeah. don't tend to do with mm-hmm. many of their other characters. I, I never really get a sense of many of their other characters being a, a bit sort of desperate or pathetic. They always yeah. tend to be uh, yeah, just sort of slightly otherworldly, like not yeah. not really understanding normal mm-hmm. human interactions or anything yeah. like that. Whereas you seem the characters you tend to play in their shows tend to be people who are very much part of the human world, yeah. but have, have you know poor, yeah. <laughs> poor have adapted poorly to. It. Yeah, like yeah. They're, they're not uh, they don't fit Out in very step. well. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So that so I would say that you almost I would have say your own. David niche. tends to like to play. Very like the most otherworldly. Yeah, like he likes to play crazy people. Well, I saw him wandering around dressed as an old woman. Which yeah. I think did he use the same costume he used in Dementia Boat? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's literally <laughs> he's playing basically, the, basically same the same character. Willow. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I've seen him do that before. Mm-hmm. And Brandon seemed to be playing uh, some kind of. He was well, George not, Washington. Yeah, president. I was about uh, to say. Yeah. But <laughs> he was George Washington, he but he's was. doing a very. Uh, like his church discipline character, yeah, a, a, a guiding light, very over the like top, very and very friendly. He was doing a British accent, you know, it, <laughs> to play George Washington. He, well, yeah, I mean, probably that old kind, you know, mm. that old American Hello, accent, my which friends. is basically British. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. yeah and I, it's almost a shame that I can't really talk about different tracks yeah. of it, but obviously you can't. You only you only get one at a time. So if you feel like spending a couple of hundred dollars, then maybe you could see yeah. all of them. I had a dude. I'll yeah. tell you. I had a. Well, let me just see. One hundred dollars. There's only oh, four, four tracks. Yeah, Twenty five dollars okay. each. One hundred dollars. Um, I would say, yeah. I think going with the Brandon one is definitely worth it. I think that's an interesting one. Mm-hmm. 
They're all interesting. Well, I don't think you can request as such, can you? Unless you've already been. A no, 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 no. Yeah. yeah, it's luck of the draw when mm. you get there for the first time. Yeah, it's my, only repeat people that get to. My wife got David, uh, mm-hmm. although we didn't get to talk about it much because she was. Uh, I mean, bless her heart, she still wants to talk about her show. Yeah. <laughs> so we didn't. We haven't talked about it much yet. But she got David, so that I'd be interested to find out. Uh, what the differences were there. And um, I would like to come back as well at some point. The problem for me is the that, that's why I kind of opportunistically seized the opportunity to go last night because uh, yeah. I was already out. We already had a babysitter and stuff like that. Uh, I don't believe you start any earlier than 11 p.m. on any no, of the days. No. Yeah, so that makes it a little yeah. a little difficult for for me to get out. Well, but I will say this, my friend. I will try. <laughs> you know, you're really, you've said a lot about the show. You're not talking about the grand finale. There is a grand finale. Featuring the powerful. I was about to say, <laughs> if you're a Stucky Stan, he's back. Although he's not Stucky. He's, Still he's, with an open shirt. Yeah, he's Still with that shirt. nice bare chest showing. And abs may or may not be painted on as the show goes on. Dude, let me tell you something about that guy <laughs> and his open chest. Got a great body. Everyone knows it. But you think you would think by looking at him... That he's just desperate to take his shirt off all the time. And in past lives, I have seen him be. Mm. Where he's like, oh, we're doing improv. Time to take my shirt off for for a quote-unquote laugh. But it's actually because there's hot girls in the cast, you know. Mm. Uh, but the last, I think maybe the last two shows I've seen him be in. Creep Island and this one, as directed by Brandon. He keeps coming up and be like, hey, I have these ideas for shirts. I have these ideas for costumes. What should I do? And Brandon always, shirtless. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. He, Brandon knows where his bread is buttered. He knows what sells. <laughs> He's trying to get these hotties out there. Yeah. So if you know if you go to the show and you're a little disappointed at first because uh, the man who played Stucky is not there, don't worry. He, he turns up. Oh, he's no, don't worry. He turns up. He shows up. All right. Yeah. And his, and his uh, his interdimensional. Well, I guess that's a reveal. Yeah. No. No spoilers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know who you're talking about, but I'm not gonna not gonna talk about that just yet. So I had a really suffice fun... to say everyone did very I'll well. Say this. In the I had a great day, time. So. My first show, I was like, "This was this is rough. Like this needed more practice." It is rough. It's one of those shows that is just going to live and die by the audience, and it's also just mm. it's a rough fucking show. Like it was put together. It's very, rough, but, it but that also more... that doesn't really detract from it. At least from my perspective as an audience member, it didn't really detract from it. That yeah. it was clearly a little bit haphazard. Yeah. Um, if anything, it kind of added to it. It's a very childlike show, if, mm-hmm. if, if that makes any sense. Yeah. It's, uh, granted, it does have one scene, which honestly, there was one scene that I wasn't a fan of, but. Which one? Uh, you can probably guess. If I'm talking about it, generally being a kind of childlike show. Yeah. That's one, my uh, final scene. There's one that's not. Yeah. I don't, I don't particularly like that scene, but. Um, yeah, the, it's it, it feels like a bunch of kids getting together and sort of playing make pretend, which is kind mm-hmm. of fun, I, and that's something that yeah. I've appreciated about other shows. The ball view productions have yeah. put out like I, I like Dad a lot, and I like yeah. um, a couple of other ones like that. Camp Wits is fun. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Although I guess Camp Wits is not ball view. I don't know. Technically, I think that's Zombie Joe. Oh yeah, because well, he kind of put his yeah. name on it. But I, it's yeah, a, we that's all a know Brandon who, show. We all know yeah, who's that's a Brandon show. For real, absolutely. Yeah. Um, anyway, I had a great time. With, so my first group was real rough. My second group, though, and this is where you learn, like, much like Dad, this is going to be a show that lives and dies by how into it your audience is, how like kind of generous your audience is. 
Because if they're sitting there just kind of closed off, you're going to flounder and fall. Like, yeah. on those guide things, those guide walks, I mean, truly, I have to fill nine minutes of show altogether just talking by myself. Yeah. And kind of like downloading exposition and like trying to find jokes and things and then getting stalled outside of scenes that other people are taking too long in and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So it happens. Um, my first group went really rough. My second group had a fucking blast because they were into it. And the more into it they get, the more emboldened I get. I try new jokes and things like that. Did, but you, it was, uh, did you know anyone in that second group? I knew group? everyone. Oh, okay. The second group it was – but not well. I mean I know I – know, you're familiar. I know with Sabrina her. very well. Oh, Sabrina was in it. Yeah, it was. Sabrina. Oh, well, you're going to get a good show if you have Sabrina. Exactly. Right yeah, it yeah. was Sabrina, Michaela. Oh, right. Um, and then the two new Turkey girls from Turkey's the Musical, whose names are Holly. Who I spent an evening with Holly the other. I, I hung out with Holly Ugh. at Idle Hour. <laughs> Big Johnson over here, <laughs> spending evenings with ladies. Well, I spent an evening with Holly. Spends an evening with her. I, Found anything around the around yeah. the location to make it look like I had a big willy, <laughs> a plant, yeah, a like, potted plant, yeah, palm trees yeah. and such. Oh, I got made fun of that night too because I was talking to uh, to Holly or whatever on that. Then when she so when she left, she said goodbye to me and I shook her hand and I was like, oh, it's a pleasure to make your acquaintance. And Gina Bishop was like. Pfft. What? <laughs> and she started making, and then she went around all night going up to people, being like, "It's a pleasure to make your acquaintance." Oh, she was razzing you. Razzing. I, saw, I saw Gina there too. Yeah, Gina was she there was in the next mm-hmm. in the group after yeah. me. I think yeah. I told them specifically, "Don't put her with me." Yeah, she's gonna razz me too hard. Right, right. I can't take it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's very fun, and I think so. Um, is Holly, and then the other Turkey girl as well, whose name is Elise. Okay, I haven't um, seen Turkey's yet. Have you? I'm assuming you have. Yes. Yeah. Is it? I mean, it's the same show basically. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but it was them four. So I'm hanging out with just four great people who are all game and all having fun. And like, I, at one point I say like, we got to go back to my club, which I named the Turkey hole. Uh, you named that? Yeah. I named Oh, my alien, uh, uh, also took that. Oh, I may, maybe I said it out loud in rehearsals, but I'm pretty oh, sure. Oh yeah. No, I, I thought it was a, an established location within the show. Well, I hope so. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. So I talked about the Turkey hole. And uh, for some reason, Sabrina was just like, Turkey Hole, when we were walking there. And I was like, yes, the theme song, sing that with me. And then we all had to like improvise it together as we were walking <laughs> down the street. That's fun. Uh, and then when I was stalling, very fortunately for me, I don't know if it's not good theater, but at least it kept them entertained. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to go in to do something and it was clearly not ready for me to be in there yet. So I run back out. I have a little fail safe. So they don't see it being wrong. I go in. I'm like, I'm going to go in by myself. And then I come out and I go, no, never mind. And so I'd make them like, we guys, we got to get psyched up to get brave to go in there. And so I asked them like, what do you do when you're trying to get brave? Or like when you're worried about something, you're trying to get brave and blah, blah, blah. But at one point, Holly was just like, I just sing. I sing raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens. Remember that song from The Sound of Music? Of course, yeah. And she and they're all three of them. I don't know how Sabrina is. She wasn't really trying, but I know Michaela, Holly, and Elise are all basically professional they're level singers. singers. Yeah. Elise and Michaela specifically are opera singers. <laughs> oh, uh, Michaela yeah. does a song in uh, in my wife's show, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, she's and Holly's she's amazing. She's the lead in in she's Marguerite. She's Jetta's old character in Turkey, so she's also oh, okay. an incredible singer. But they sing that, and I made them all join in with her 
and we got all the way to nearly the end, and then I came and I was like, "When the dog bites," <laughs> and we kept going until oh, yeah. eventually it was time to leave. <laughs> and I was just like, "Well, it's so nice to meet other people with perfect pitch like myself." Did you all uh, agree on what your favorite thing was? Or did uh, we I should have, but it was time to go in. Just Luckily, a selection of Willow things. was fucking out finally, so I was like, "Let's go." <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, no, it sounds fun. Yeah, it definitely does sound like some of the. It lives if, and dies by the audience. Yeah, yeah. If, if I had a couple of curmudgeons, if I had like fucking me, Van Cott and Weimer and you, and like <laughs> <laughs> that would suck. Yeah, and I, I don't mean to be a curmudgeon or anything. I, I just always are on the side of staying quiet. If I, if I, I do too, I'd be terrible to have in one of these shows. Yeah. Oh, I don't believe that for a second. Oh, I don't know. You don't know me in, really? in immersive shows. I'm so quiet because it's. Uh, I'm. I'm afraid of interrupting. Yeah, me I'm too. I'm afraid they're working towards some kind of timing. Exactly, yeah. yeah. No, it's the same with me. Like, I just don't want to do anything that might interrupt yeah. the, what they're trying to do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, very fun. So that's Mr. Ballview's Thanksgiving Relay, I yeah. believe. It's no hallway, but it's... It's, it's not a hallway, but it is a relay. And it's, it's a in, <laughs> And it's in North Hollywood, and it's worth having a look at, if you're considering it. Yes, my friends. North Hollywood, California. I should really advertise that show more. I've been remiss. <laughs> I've been so, like, in a recovery mode from the hallway. I'm always like, oh, it's over. Yeah, I'm surprised I'm you turned not- something on so quick. I don't really have a choice. I, I, really? <laughs> I mean, I have a choice. You make but- it sound like you're in servitude now. No, no, you no. Nothing like, I'm, very, no I'm very happy to be there. I'm very happy to be there. But it's like, if they ask me to be in a show, I'm not going to say no. Right, you know, these are you know we're 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 a team, the three of us, me, David, and Brandon. So, oh, you hear that? He's he's worming his way into Bullview. I've been wormed in. <laughs> <laughs> nice, even nice. Da- like even Brandon, like when we were do- when David and I were doing the hallway, and he couldn't he couldn't participate because he was in Urban Death. He would come by some rehearsals and just be extra hands for the set build and stuff. Like we all help each yeah. other out wherever we can. No, that's lovely. That's yeah, lovely. yeah um, that's a good thing. Brandon came by and gave notes for our test run and stuff like that. Right. Um, but generally, if we can all three be in it, we will. Nice. Um, and you are all in this one. And we are all in this one. I mean, to the point where I, you know, I mean, not not to brag, but I'm off only from David and Brandon. I don't audition for David and Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, which is, I think I might be the only person who's actually... Unless they need to fill a slot, like unless they like have something that no one auditioned for, I think everyone is expected to come out to audition. Mm. That's the that's the privilege I've earned by being around for so long. Yeah, yeah, and well earned it is. Yeah, so um, I remember I walked up to him at one point. And I was like, "Hey, am I in the relay?" And David kind of looked at me and I was like, "I hope you are." Because we're relying on you to be in the relay. <laughs> we need bodies. We need a guide character we can trust. And I was like, all right, I'm in the relay. Yep, and there you are. So there I think it's are, almost folks. assumed at this point that we will be in each other's shows. Yeah. I'm thinking of I'm thinking of take, dipping my toe in uncharted waters, actually, coming somewhere soon. Oh, is that right? Mm-hmm. Can you say anything about it? Or is that... I'm thinking of doing a scripted play, not an immersive oh. play. Oh, with you writing it and mm-hmm. oh, okay. staged on a stage. That's probably a good idea for the kind of things you write. I well, you know, you said to me last time you were like, I don't know if <laughs> immersive is the best venue for some of these writings. No, always, yeah. So that, oh, that that's interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be a noir story. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Big Johnson and the, <laughs> Big Johnson and the creepy it's case of going to be centered around pornography. 
Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Are you going to do like an 8mm type thing? No, it's more like a... Um, the premise I'm playing with so far, but I'm almost certain I stole this from somewhere, so I may need to alter it, or I might just steal it. I don't care. <laughs> Is someone seeing their like long estranged lover in a porno and trying to contact them, like trying to get to the bottom of it? Well, that's a little bit like uh, Tesis. Tesis. What's that? Uh, I think it was Alejandro Amenabar. No, it wasn't Amenabar. Who was it? It's the other guy, a Spanish filmmaker. Anyway, so there's Texas, and then 8mm is a little bit similar to that as well. Okay, so it's been done. Yeah, yeah. in the case of eight, in Texas and 8mm, I think it's someone's daughter has turned up in a yeah. porn that seems to be snuff. Yeah. 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 But, okay. Yep, so it'd be so, like that. All right. And of course, it'll be very, uh, you know, Alice in Wonderland. There'll be moths involved. Oh, yeah. Going down the rabbit hole. Oh, yeah. Fucking, yeah. <laughs> it'll be one of those Big Lebowski type. Uh, <laughs> I don't like to think of Big Lebowski. I like to think inherent Raymond vice. Chandler. Oh, okay. Uh, so Thomas Pynchon then. Mm-hmm. Pynchon-esque noir about porn. Yeah. That, there you guys go. Is the mountain goats involved? Or? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be make- fully. It's actually a jukebox musical. <laughs> Just mountain goats. So. Damn, how fucking lazy are you if you quote-unquote write a jukebox musical? I just, realized, of... I just realized I could technically do that. And that's considered a valid art form in the world of theater, the jukebox musical. I'm trying to think of any that have been, you know, any good. There's um, none. Rock of Ages. Yeah, no. Uh, the, what's the one of the Four Seasons? Jersey Boys? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I haven't seen that, but I, I, can, uh, <laughs> I can expect it. Rock yeah. of Ages, Jersey Boys. Um, is Hedwig and the Angry? No, that's original content, I think. Mm. Uh, I mean, d- does stuff like Mamma Mia count? Yes, as a absolutely. Jukebox ABBA. Even if it's just one artist? Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. Across the universe? Yeah, so Queen. Moving uh, out? Uh, what, what's it called? What's the Queen one called? We Were Rocky. Oh, the movie that just came out? No, no, no. Oh, the, uh, the, 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 the movie was Bohemian Rhapsody. No, that, <laughs> the musical was We Will Rock You, which is a musical set in a dystopian future where you can't sing. Oh, my God. But they want to sing, and apparently all they can sing is Queen songs. Yeah, good for that. <laughs> yeah. uh, across the universe, of course. Then there's also, um, I, I mentioned it, but Moving Out, you know that one, the Billy Joel. Oh, I didn't know they'd done a Billy yeah. Joel one. Oh, yeah. oh, that's fun. Anthony works in the yeah. grocery store. I, you know, I always thought. For sun- I love Billy Joel. I always thought there was an N-word in that song. Yeah, there is. It's not, no. But it... it I almost wonder if retroactively he said, oh, no, it's not that, it's this. What is the line you're looking at? The line apparently officially is if he can't drive with a broken back. But it sounds in the song very, very much. He says, if he can't drive with a broken back. No, no. No, it's uh, if he can't drive with a broken back, at least he can polish the fenders. It sound if he Let's find it if he sounds a little a little iffy yeah play it and I'm gonna I'll, I'll put um drop in the clip for the uh, for the listeners moving at home out, right moving out Anthony's song by Billy Joel and this would be uh, I think the second verse so maybe if you go to about halfway through. <laughs> I did not know that's what you were getting at. Really? 
I, I mean, I don't know the song that well. Um, it sounds that's so much like it. Fucking funny that that's the context he'd be using it in. <laughs> it sounds like the soft day. <laughs> yeah, it, I can't. Just a casual. <laughs> I, I really can't hear anything else. I just can't. It's, oh, that's funny. Yeah. Um, but you heard it straight away. Like, oh, yeah, I didn't yeah. need to point oh, yeah. out. Yeah, oh, yeah. It, it's right there. <laughs> yeah, because I, I, awesome. I, I had to learn that song on piano. Um, we had to play a, like, a school dance. <laughs> You're like, headmistress, this is not the words. Well, no, I just remember having, to, having to listen to the song a bunch and being like, what the? <laughs> I knew it was like the 70s or whatever. That's not but, an easy song to play. On the piano? Yeah, it's not hard. Mm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I learned, you know what song I learned from my piano uh, class that I had to take? We had to do like a recital or to learn a song. Yeah. I learned um, Very Merry Unbirthday from Alice in Wonderland, the Disney. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> but it was a complicated one because it was one of those ones where like the vocal line is included in the actual. It was I wasn't like singing. Mm. So it was the the my hands had to move. That was like the closest I ever got to actually learning to play piano was that semester. If I had stuck with it, I think I might be able to now. Um, because that was where I first learned how playing with both hands works, mm. which is like, you don't think of it as my left hand is doing something distinct from my right hand. You kind of put it all in one motion between your hands. At least that's how I learned it. Mm. Depends on the song. All right. Well, <laughs> the left hand is more like a, like how a do you fucking do like, how does one do that? How does one move hands independently from each other? It's gotta be very hard. I mean, you, you do it all the time. I know I do, but it's, I guess it's, it's, it's hard How to do it. How does one possibly move one hand a, as well as the <laughs> other one? That's true. Doing different things. It's, no, you do it all the time. You just, uh, yeah, it's a little tricky with piano because you basically have to learn a song twice. Whereas in um, with other instruments like guitar, yeah, there's less distinction between what the two hands are doing. Like the, the right hand, if you're strumming, is basically the just is, amplifying. Well, and the left is just holding a chord. Those are pretty distinct, yeah. Yeah, but it's not like you have to focus. Oh, it depends, again, what you're playing, but you don't have to I focus too like, much. I bet it's harder if you're playing like flamenco guitar or something like yeah, that. Yeah, but usually yeah. you don't have to focus too much on the right hand. It's mm-hmm. more about where the left hand's going. And the right hand, you, yeah, you have six strings to contend with, and it's pretty... God, how does one play guitar without hurting their fingers? That's what I want to know. Oh, you get uh, calluses. Ugh. Yeah, on on your left hand. If you're left-handed and you do the chords, uh, press the strings with your left hand. Yeah, and every time I don't play, I all the time go months or even years without playing, and then I have to build those calluses all over again. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if I play for like an hour one day, I'll have blisters on my fingers for like a week. I've got blisters, I've got blisters on, on my fingers. fingers. Yeah. What's that from? Helter Skelter? The Beatles, yeah. Is, that, is it from that song, though? I think it is. I think yeah. it's Helter Skelter at the end. Fun song. Yeah. <laughs> Inspired a lot of bad... Uh, <laughs> Fun song bad that's activity. contributed a lot of good to the world. <laughs> um, yeah, all right. I had something to get onto after after all that turkey stuff, but... Um, yeah. I can't yeah. No, come, come out and see it, guys. If you're, in, if you're in the mood for a fun, chaotic time in the vein of if you saw Dad, a paternal immersive experience, and you liked that, you'll probably like this. Yeah, they're along, they're, along the same They're lines. similarly affable, effusive, if you will. Yeah. Uh, uh, what's another word I'm looking for? Uh, ob- obsequious. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, what's the word? What's the word? Um, oh, lugubrious. That's the opposite, though. Lugubrious is like sad, right? Yeah, it's just whimsical. 
It's just whimsical. It's not whimsical best. like the hallway. Don't come expecting hallway whimsy. <laughs> no, come expecting ball view whimsy. It's much simpler than it's the hallway. Ballway. The, it's ballway. There yeah. you go. The the ballway experience. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's perfectly good, and I think you should all. Yeah, I, w- I would agree with that. Yeah, perfectly good. Yeah. Yeah, I should start promoting that more. <laughs> Possibly. Well, I, I mean, I put that Ventbrite link on my shit. I don't, and I, I posted a few times, but I mean, you know, yeah, I do worry. Like, you know, when you're making this many shows, that that just becomes all you all you are on Instagram. Well, it's, it's like I'm like the well's gonna run dry. Of, <laughs> eventually, yeah. Right. Eventually, when something like the hallway comes along, and I'm like, guys, please, and they're like, you just did a show. <laughs> yeah, <you're> like, <laughs> no, I mean it about this one. Though. Yeah. Yeah. No, I understand that. Um, oh, we also last time I saw Max before yesterday, we were at uh, at a wedding. Yeah, that's something that's interesting to talk about. Yeah, I guess so. That's more interesting than than the turkey relay for sure. Well, well, I don't I mean, know. It's a wedding. Know if it's more interesting. <laughs> oh man, did Max you get drunk? Was, no, I didn't. I had to drive. Me neither. So was, <laughs> <laughs> you were half cut before the ceremony even. Actually, no, 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 because you weren't able to drink before yeah. the ceremony. Uh, it was as soon as the ceremony ended, then everyone like flocked to this very generous open bar, uh, oh, yeah. which you know was lovely. But yeah, Max, you were you were steaming. You, you were off on one, yeah. Oh, that was getting in fights. Yeah, there was all kinds of drama going on that I just it wasn't didn't want. too much. Uh, Livy and I got into a a minor verbal row. Oh god! Um, really? I didn't even know about that. Not too bad. Not not terrible. Mm. It was more of a disagreement. We hugged it out right afterward. It was fine. Okay. Um, yeah, I was just trying to avoid all of that. Uh, you know, it was, was fine. Uh, people were just nattering to each other. I'm like, it's someone's wedding. Like, yeah, you know, we're not here. Let's let's rewind. Let's rewind. We're not here to settle scores. You know. Yeah, I was steaming. I was. You steaming. were definitely steaming. I was steaming. Bit. I was. I was over there with my coworkers. I was like yeah, doing that thing when I get real drunk, where I'm like. I'm effusive, well, perhaps to a fault. Yeah, to the point I'm where... Like, where are you working now? <laughs> to the point where, for, for PQP fans, mm-hmm. something happened during the ceremony which should have brought us together, and yet I had to basically tug on Max's collar like a child uh, to get his attention. To So basically what happened was they had set up, you know, in, in the reception hall, uh-huh. they had set up a... Uh, Big slideshow of pictures of, yeah. of the happy couple throughout their, you know, throughout their life. Yeah, together. I saw a bunch of those. Yeah, you saw a bunch of them. One turned up where they were both there, and in the middle of the picture, front and center, projected uh, probably twenty feet high Pendulet. on the screen, Pendulette's face. <laughs> and I, I be like, I rushed from the other side of the hall <laughs> to find Max, and Max was like, you know, fucking trying his magic on some poor hapless woman or something. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> magic tricks like Pendulette. Yeah. And I tugged on your coat. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Mass, 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 look. And you just went, Yeah, it's Pendulette. Just like, not, just sure like you did, just like you did right now. Oh, yeah, Pendulette. It was. No, I'm sorry. That's to, to us, that's not something we're used to seeing out in the wild, as it were. <laughs> well, a 20 I know foot that, high. Well, it's well known that Jenny and was, is a and pen it, fan. And it was Fat Pen, too. It was old. It was, yeah, it was old it was, school. It was <laughs> so, Fat Pen. Which made it all the funnier. It Dude, I got a being, picture with Fat Pen. Do you have one? Uh, I think I do. Yeah, I think everyone's a got time one ago. with Fat yeah. Pen. I think it is funny that no one, like, very few people have one with Pen and Teller. It's no. funny how they take pictures Well, they separately. split off. Yeah they, yeah, they split off to other sides of the room. One wonders why. 
Taylor's probably sick of him. And <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to think about that? Won't spend another second with him if he doesn't like, have damn, to. Do you think Taylor like fucking can't stand Penn? It wouldn't surprise me. And and actually, this isn't necessarily saying that. Oh, it's because Penn's such a massive asshole. It's just I imagine a double act that's worked, for, worked together for that long. Yeah, it doesn't matter how friendly you are. Like at some point, you just want to get away well at the know, same time can. at the same time you remember there was a re- there was a recurring bit on the pen radio thing where they'd be like good morning teller because allegedly he listened every morning to the pen radio show <laughs> which is very sweet he just, supportive he just can't speak up for himself no he would like remember he would like text them and shit again this could have that. all just been them lying <laughs> good door, send me a text yeah yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure they get on just fine, but yeah, I can imagine. It. I wish, I really wish there was a switch almost, although I wonder if I would be disappointed. A switch? Like, I wish Teller would do more press and do, like, podcasts and do lectures and, like, because every time I've seen him speak, it's quite interesting. He's, he's very articulate. The, he's, he's very erudite. The more like, cultured of the two. And and he wants to talk about culture. Yeah. Like he wants to talk about magic and mm-hmm. history and like and art. And Shakespeare. And yeah. Shakespeare and he's art. Really and like, big yeah. Shakespeare. He's yeah. into interesting things, whereas Penn wants to talk about <laughs> the Ramones <laughs> and the time he ate pizza with Lou Reed <laughs> before going vegan. And he's like, that's why Lou Reed is dead. <laughs> I had chocolate sauce with Howard Stern. I, yeah, that was one of our best bits. That was Wait, a great. What? That was a PQP bit before PQP was even a thing. Maybe where Wait, we would just that? we would just go around in our Pendulette voices talking about food items we ate <laughs> with celebrities. Yeah, you could you could yeah. feasibly create one of those internet generators <laughs> yeah, for like a, yeah. a Pendulette anecdote. I remember the one that made me crack up <laughs> so hard. We were at the Oscars, I think. I was at your uh, your your folks' house with you, mm-hmm. and you said. Popeye's chicken with Regis Philbin. <laughs> and I started dying laughing. Why would I say that? I don't know. <laughs> it was so funny. And then your mom came over and she was like, What are you two laughing about? <laughs> yeah. She's like, Oh, you two have the same sense of humor. <laughs> I know, which uh, I think to them is incredible. Confounding. Well, yeah, because of all the time I've tried to like drop little jokes and it's yeah. just died. Like, yeah, they're not into yeah. it. They don't yeah. care. They don't have the frame of reference or whatever. Yeah. I mean, that's that's why I keep you around. It's like, well, Dude, least... I mean, if I didn't have you, I would be. Again, I told you, I've said this many times that when you got a Hollywood Babylon reference that I dropped once, I was like. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, he's heard the voices too. <laughs> yeah, it really is. I thought I've been sitting in fucking insane solitude my no, whole life. we've said that before. It's a bit yeah. like, you know, those, yeah. those unfortunate cases. Trauma bonding? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like 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 in the with Weinstein and stuff. Suddenly yeah. all these women are like, oh fuck, I had the same exact <laughs> yeah. experience with this guy. You heard that? Yeah. And you, yep. you, you, know, you know Monkey Tuesday? <laughs> <laughs> Tinsel Town <laughs> Did I ever tell you the best, like the the Nadir slash Apex of Hollywood Babylon segments, which was just tell me what this has to do with Hollywood. They would just find, I guess, on Wikipedia, 
towns in America that had goofy names. names. Yeah. And it was, and called, it was Your called Town Has Got a Fucked Up Name. Yeah, that was the yeah. segment title. Your Town Has Got a Fucked Up Name. And then the theme song was just Your Town's Got a Fucked Up Name. Your Town's Got a Fucked Up Name. Yeah. Your Town's Got a Fucked Up Name. And then literally for like a minute, he'd be like, There's a place this? called Butts in, uh, <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> in Lancashire. Fucking exactly. Oh my God. And then Kevin Smith would have to be like, <laughs> No. Yeah, he'd go. He'd be no. Like, no, he'd be like, "Hey, man. Hey, man. Can I tell you a story real quick? So I'm on the set of Clerks Three. Clerk, thank you, thank yeah. you. Clerks Three coming out. <laughs> so coming. More rats too, as well. More brats. <laughs> oh, bless his heart. Uh, I want. I can't wait to find out what role Harley Quinn Smith is playing in Clerks Three. Well, before that, we've got uh, his NFT project to look forward to. Oh, fuck. I heard about this. Uh, Roy Kilroy Kil- comes This guy Kilroy is a was fucking here. scam artist. It's insane. Yeah, th- that definitely does seem a little bit... Dude, I, there's been an interesting... One of the most interesting developments that... I don't, there's no way you listen to this one, but there is a podcast on the Smartcast Network called Tell Him Steve Dave. I listen to like one of them. I still listen to it every week. Oh, really? <laughs> it's been going, it's by far, I mean, I guess it has to be my favorite podcast, purely, <laughs> purely by volume. They're yeah. up to, they're coming up to 500 episodes now. I've been listening since episode 36. Uh, so I've, I've had this guy, this has been like our longest relationship with these fucking guys in this Jesus, show, right? Yeah. Um, but it's been really interesting watching the progression they left the they quietly left the Smodcast network a few years ago. Really? Well, because they built up this audience, and then through one of their co-hosts, <laughs> the ended audience up, kept complaining about Kevin Smith. <laughs> yes, really? no, like so. What ended up happening was wow. like this. So one of their co-hosts on the show, uh, this guy named Brian Quinn. He like when I was listening, he was a fucking firefighter, right? And he would randomly talk about like, oh yeah, me and my friends are pitching a TV show, and this show became Impractical Jokers on True TV. Wait, really? Yeah, so he's Q from oh, Impractical Jokers. I had no idea. But I've been listening to the podcast so long, I've known who this guy was before Impractical Jokers even had a pilot. Because Impractical Jokers is huge, insanely huge. Yeah. It turns out they have like a cruise and shit. Oh yeah. So that's been really so that brought in a whole other audience as well, aside from. Right. Kevin Smith fans and just the show's been around for like 10 years but anyway yeah they've like kind of quietly distanced themselves from they're still friendly with him like there's nothing but like even to the point where it used to be recorded in the back room of Jay and Silent Bob's secret stash the comic book shop that Kevin Smith owns Um, but they had to change locations they had to downsize and the guy no longer works for that for Kevin so they have basically no professional ties to Kevin Smith anymore Mm. Which is insane. Yeah, wow. So, like, but now every time, very rarely, like once every three years, Kevin Smith will come on as a guest. And you go on the subreddit for the podcast, and they're like, fuck fucking fat Kev Smith. I can't stand this guy. Just tells the same fucking stories every time. Because he'll come on, they'll do like a three-hour episode where it's just him talking over them the whole time. So everyone fucking hates it because we all like them and hate him. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, the fucking worm is turned, dude. The worm being the smod fans. (laughs) It's good to hear, though, that he doesn't seem to have any bitterness about it. Because Kevin, he's notoriously quite thin-skinned when it comes to any kind of No, he doesn't have any bitterness about it because I don't think he has a concept of it. Because he's so so oblivious. I bet he does. No, 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 no. He's so oblivious that he comes on the show and literally – this is why people got so mad at him the last time. Mm. He comes on the show and literally talks about how like – 
everything that is the he talks about them like they're his kids. Yeah, I can imagine him kind of leaning into that. Yeah, and which he's to like, be fair is kind of true. Yeah, well, it's certainly true. Yeah. There's no denying that they ra- they wrote his coattails. But, to but a certain yeah, degree. if you have any humility, you don't really yeah. go on about that <laughs> on like, the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the guys who's like very like kind of New Jersey conservative and like particularly like anti drug or whatever. Because Kevin Smith wasn't didn't as you'll recall he didn't used to be into the weed. No, yeah, uh, not that heavily. He anyway. used to be quite against drugs in general mm-hmm. because of. Uh, Jay Muse. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then suddenly he's like, oh, it's fine for me to be a complete weed addict. Well, apparently, well, <laughs> so apparently yeah. one of the guys on Tell Him Steve, Dave, Walt Flanagan, who's like on, he's like been in a lot of the, he was like in Clerks, played like four roles yeah, in Clerks. Yeah, I remember him, yeah. Um, he apparently confronted Kevin and was like, I think you're addicted to weed, buddy. Mm. Like, are you okay? And this became fodder for a podcast where literally the entire last hour is Kevin Smith talking about how weed is actually great mm. and they're wrong and uh, and how everything they have is owed to weed. Yeah. And Walt's like, well, that's not true because you didn't make clerks on weed. And like, right, we exactly. started this podcast before, before you were you even got, into, hot, it. got yeah. into it. He's like, no, it all stems from weed. And mm. it's like, oh, God. Yeah, no, he's probably justifying he's, it. He sounds fucked up. <laughs> like, I mean, he, he, if you could be a junkie for marijuana, he is one. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, I'm sure he heard a lot of similar things from Jason Mewes before where, yeah. you know, he might have said, oh, well, I have to do heroin because it's the only way I can, like, calm down enough to act. Or whatever. Yeah. He's like, what do you mean? Like, the J, the yeah. J character character was me on drugs yeah 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 um but you know also i mean not to diagnose him or anything but he seems like someone who's got uh that personality you know the addictive personality yeah and um well he's also got like i don't know if it's bipolar or what but he definitely has those like big manic episodes where he gets like delusions of grandeur and he starts announcing plans yeah and the plans just kind of never which i relate to all too readily unfortunately like i I really oh yeah i remember the fucking big project i'm I'm, same by the way same all three of us are cut from the same cloth me you and kev smith (laughs) the internet has made it very very difficult for people like that because you can Mm-hmm. You know, uh, the same way that people might put something out on Facebook that they know is just there to get likes or whatever, you know, yeah. just there to get get interest and get attention in them. So they might, you, you know, I think most people maybe do it by, you know, parroting something that's a popular sentiment at the moment or, you know, an opinion uh, that they know people instinctively click like on or whatever. It's a little bit like that. Um, but it's almost a little bit worse when it comes to, you know, basically promising. Like you want people to get excited over a creative idea that you haven't yet fulfilled. Should we go? Should we go through the list of projects that we've promised that will almost certainly never see the light of day, and the ones I've that we and the ones that we haven't promised? Can we talk about Savash? <laughs> <laughs> oh no! It sucks because I want it to happen Hold one on day. To it. Hold it's on too to, good. <laughs> hold on to Savash. Yeah, All right, that's okay. a good one. Okay, can we talk about? I mean, I'll go with mine. Uh, after Betwixt, it was going to be beguiled mm-hmm. and I think bespoke or bemused. I couldn't decide no, what the last, the last one was going to be. No, you, you came up with the last one. It wasn't. It was going to be something with a B. It was either bespoke or bemused or bewildered. But I don't think it was going because I didn't want it to be like betwixt. It was none of them. It was but. something else. It was good. It was a good final chapter. Um, well, there were, and then there was going to be um, orientation. That mm-hmm. was going to be one of the shows, and then and that was going to be uh, appointments. Some, so was, appointments did happen. Appointments happened, but yeah. uh, orientation was going to be a kind of courtroom type thing. Well, no, that like was a parliament. Debate. 
Oh, so what was orientation? That orientation, was... well, the concept of orientation, which I might still use for something. The concept of orientation was it was going to be you were, like, applying to work at the Wolseley Institute. Yeah. And you spend, like, the first 10 minutes of the – not probably not 10 minutes, probably actually, like, two. But, yeah. you know, in showtime, a long yeah. time. <laughs> so filling out, like, HR paperwork, just dry HR mm-hmm. paperwork at a table. And then someone comes in and they're like, hey, do you have this form? And then when what you is it with you and f- wanting people to fill out paperwork? And so I fucking <laughs> and then they're like, "Where's this form?" And they're like, "Oh, is it not in your sheets? All right, we got to go get it." And then they take you through the Wolsey suit, and it was going to be like a fast-paced like group tracking back and forth, like through yeah. chaos and scenes and things that were happening. Right, kind of like the Ministry of Magic and kind of yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. And so okay. it's like, okay, we got to go get this form, and like it was going to like trying to get this form throughout the course of like the half hour show was going to raise to like apocalyptic stakes. Mm. And it was just, it was going to be very, you know, silly. It would be good for Brandon actually. That's who it would be good. So, for. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. So that's one that never happened and probably uh, never will. Um, well, you never know. Beguiled certainly will never happen. No, there, a, there was some, I remember you telling me about some ideas for that that I thought were very good. A lot of them made it into a, uh, I guess they didn't really. Mm, no, I remember there being a mermaid involved. Um, that was going to be one of the appointments. We just never got around to doing it. I know. It I thought that was going to be in Beguiled. Well, maybe it was going to be in Beguiled. I can't from, remember. From my memory. Yeah, yeah you're right. It was going to be Beguiled. That mermaid is going to... I, I will not rest before <laughs> that mermaid you'll, happens. Yeah, you'll have a mermaid at some point. Come on. Yeah. What, am I going to not have a mermaid? <laughs> it's going to be fucking Abraxas Atari playing the mermaid, too, so... And what else? So, so, so that's the Walsley Institute things that, that didn't get to happen. But what else did you have? I never promised anything besides yeah, that. Yeah, no, I, you were smart I not to. Off. You were smart not to. I never really had any idea. I decided that I wasn't going to do theater anymore for a while. Yeah. I was just like, I'm done. Yeah. Um, there was a while where I was going to do a show called Help Wanted, which was going to be a... a uh, <laughs> Sounds like a rom-com. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> it was going to be a Snake Eyes show. I was going to use the Snake Eyes character. Oh, really? Yeah, he needs uh, a spinoff. Yeah. Oh, he's getting one. You don't even know about the Snake Eyes lecture series that's coming up. Oh, man. <laughs> Those are going to be one night only shows. Snake Eyes lecture series, How to Be Lucky. And Snake Eyes was your character from Together Again. Yeah. It was like a kind of. He's doling out life advice now. Gambler, yeah, yeah, he's like a Tony. Uh, what do they call that guy? Tony Robbins? Yeah, he's like a Tony Robbins character yeah. now with all of his wisdom <laughs> um isn't he sort of eternally damned at the yeah exactly of, okay, <laughs> that's right. why it's funny he's perennially unlucky <laughs> um so well what it's going to be is the, what that show was going to be was is called help wanted and the premise like the the onboarding going in premise was like you're meeting this guy because he put out a craigslist ad saying that he needed help with a project and then you meet up with him, and it's like pretty slowly gets revealed, over, like pretty quickly, that he doesn't actually have a project. He's just lonely and wants a friend to hang out with for a night. That's quite similar to Creep, not not the immersive show, not the Justin Fick show, but the uh, the oh the, the fucking bus. mumblecore horror yeah, movie. The, the yeah, movie. yeah, it's a little bit similar. I guess you're right, huh? Yeah, funny. Hey, fuck it, I don't care. That fucking guy <laughs> can sue me. Didn't he lie about nine eleven or something? No. <laughs> oh, no, that was the other guy. That was the guy from the league. Yeah, the yeah, other, yeah. The other guy from the league. Right. Because that's a weird thing. Mark Duplass is on the league. That's right, he is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're weird. You wonder how some people get where they are. Yeah. You know, well, sort of... That's how he has the money to do his fucking Mumblecore movies is because he's making fat league checks. Uh, I guess. But he didn't st- the, the brothers didn't start on the league. They were already No, I'm sure, but that's, yeah. I'm sure that when he actually got the opportunity somehow through just knowing someone. 
There are some people like that. You you just mm-hmm. assume that somehow they met all the right people at the right time. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Uh, but, but anyway, so it was going to be that, and then it was going to be another thing where me trying to keep the lie going mm-hmm. that I have, and it was going to be all on the streets of Lancashire, which actually now would be more doable than ever. <laughs> yeah, it would. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, they have different locations to go in and out of on the street. Right. Um, but that was going to be the thing is we were going to have like actor plants on the street. And like I was going to get like mugged at a certain point and like things like that. But I just won't admit that anything's going wrong in the night. And so the lies <laughs> just keep escalating. No, that's fun. Yeah, it's a good concept. As, as, it was going to end with me with us with me making my audience members break it into, into a house. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, don't give too much away about that. That could still... Uh, certainly now. Help Wanted, a... coming in February of 2022. <laughs> Do a poster. Do a poster. Um, I have to pee. I don't want to pee and come back. So let's find a way to end this. How do we end it? I, I'm, I'm worried that we haven't talked about anything very good. Um, we did. you got to remember, we left, them, we left them with a three-hour episode Big Johnson, Goon Caves. Oh, God, yeah, all of that. Maxim Magazine with Blood Rain. Yeah, no, all of, see, all of that's quite quite sad. I, we I, talked I, about the, the relay. Well, it's a grim time. Sorry, I just got a knock on the door. Okay, go ahead. I better check. Okay, sorry. Look, this has been a bit of a haphazard, Hodge up and down podcast. We've been talking about things. Some things we don't want to put on the podcast just because they involve names. I'm always careful about putting people's names on here unless I'm pretty sure that they don't mind having their name said. Uh, so, Nate Markham, you've made it clear that you don't mind your name being on here. Robert Love you Fuller. very much. Robert Fuller doesn't mind his name being on here. Um, he is one of the people who said he couldn't listen to the last three-hour epic because you uh, spoiled the Bond movie. Robert, it'll be fine. Don't worry. I Just watch the Bond movie. Go, go watch it. It's on VOD now, so you can watch it pretty easily. Um, it, honestly, you're going to be a little disappointed, I wonder. But um, we can end on this, because this ties into everything that the Poor Quality Podcast is about. My wife, my lovely wife and I are going to Disneyland next week. Okay. And we're staying the night. We're staying Where? at the Disney Hotel. You're not even going to the Grand Californian? <sighs> Pick your battles, man. I mean, the Grand, okay, all right, Grand all Californian right, okay. is an expensive... They're, the basic, they're both expensive. Disneyland Hotel we got for free. Okay, well, that's pretty inexpensive. That's pretty nice, right? Yeah, <laughs> right. and we, courtesy of... Uh, again, I don't want to say names, but courtesy of a friend's husband who works for Disney, we got our tickets for free. A too. Mrs. M. Mouse's husband. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, so essentially, it's an all-expenses-paid trip to Disneyland for the night. Nice. Yeah, and not only that, since we have the hotel, we actually have the hotel for two nights. So what we're going to do is we're going to go down... Um, and before the first night, because we don't want to waste some of our Disneyland time driving, no. we're going to stop at Nuts on the way down. Fun. Go Try and go to Nuts. Hopefully the lines are better. Hang time is back open. Nice. So we're going to try and go on the rides at Nuts. Then we'll sleep there and then be up in the morning to wander over to Disneyland. So Hopefully you're sleep at the Disneyland Hotel before. So you're going to check yes. in at night. Yes. Late check-in. Wake up early in the morning, get there, get on Rise of the and Resistance, hopefully. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully we'll be able to do that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we're just going to have a full Eat the day. the Bodine Bakery for breakfast or the Starbucks in downtown Disney. <laughs> Let me tell you something. When you're on your way down there, uh, when you're finishing off at Knott's, and it's always a great time at Knott's, I don't mind telling you. Not always. Bypass fucking <laughs> In grandma. my experience, I've been once. It's never been a good Bypass time. Martha Knott's Chicken Shack. That shit is nasty. It's cafeteria food. You told me it was good. No, I didn't. 
Yes, you did. No, I didn't. I said I was excited to eat there. And it's fun to go. But when you get there, the chicken is okay. The mashed potatoes are basically liquid. They give you a, a boysenberry gazpacho soup to open with. And it, and it truly does all taste like it's just been sitting out because they do such high volume yeah. of customers. It is truly just cafeteria. I tried food. to go though when I was there and yeah. they said it was a three hour wait. It's whack. Yeah. Don't no, go. I'm not doing that. Don't go. No. Uh, skip by the TGI Fridays also right there in the I downtown Knott's Berry Farm. Fridays. But you know what you do? You go to a lovely pub. The old ship? The old ship. I tried to go there last time because you, me, and Robert I, Fuller. Yeah, no, no. Well, we went when after our first time at Disneyland. But last time I was at Knotts, and I realized there was no way I'm getting any food anywhere within these premises. I started looking on Yelp, and I remembered the old ship, and I was like, "Oh, maybe I'll just go there." And for some reason, I think it wasn't open. I think it opens late. Well, that's funny. I don't think it opens for lunch, perhaps. Um, so yeah, I ended up having to go to like some fucking you know. Rock and roll brew pub thing. Yeah, do you remember that fucking bar me and Robert went to? What the fuck was that place all about? <laughs> Where we were on the, we're like on we the, did the roof. Podcast. Yeah, we were on yeah, the roof and they were watching weird. The Bachelor inside. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know why we ended up there. Weird but, experience. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. So going to going to Disneyland. I'm looking forward to it. I yeah, I've been, been there for, in ages. I went in June or July when I just reopened, and it was fun. That's when I got off my fear of the Incredicoaster. Okay. Yeah. Good. I don't know. I thought you'd be interested. You're usually the one who wants to talk about this. Yeah. I, I don't know what there is to say because, I, I mean, you're going to get to see Avengers Campus. I saw that when I went last Hank time. Hank Pym's Test Kitchen. It's like oh, a restaurant they that. have at the Avengers Campus. I think there's even a whole new ride. I don't know if it's an e-ticket, but there's some kind of like Spider-Man mm-hmm. slinging webs ride. Yeah, we talked about this the last time I went, yeah. when I went in June, because that was already open. It just opened. Um, I didn't go on it, because it was it's one of those weird things where you have to like get a ticket at the beginning of the day yeah. and whatever. Um, but from what I hear, it's kind of... Terrible. Yeah, uh, you, it's one of those things where you shoot at a screen. But in I haven't order, heard anyone say it rules. No, in order to make it work, apparently you need to buy an extra piece of equipment to put on your wrist. And thank God, which is you know kind of awesome <laughs> to, to ride a ride properly. You need to purchase buy some merch. extra equipment. Wow, <laughs> go web, go! I'm looking forward to getting on Splash Mountain before it goes because that's supposed to be gone by uh, February, I think. That's fake plans. That's never going to happen. The Princess and the Frog re-theme? Yeah, it's not No, dude, it's going ahead. I don't buy it. It's going ahead, I promise you. They've said it. They've confirmed. They've confirmed. I remember they've yeah, been they announcing it, it once back in COVID when the park wasn't even open. No, they've confirmed it. Apparently, uh, from next February, it's going to be gone. Splash Mountain. That's going to be closed. Well, I guess who knew that the last time I rode Splash Mountain would be the last time I ride <laughs> Splash Mountain. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can't imagine I'll be back at the park before February. No. Maybe. It, it seems... I like to go in January when it's awfully, when it's like non-crowded. Well, they have an annual pass system back now, but it's, but it's a all fucking total weird. mess. Yeah. You can't get reservations. You can only really buy day tickets. Um yeah, it's it's not good what they've what they've done coming out of COVID, but and apparently also the food's gotten really bad. I've been hearing hearing good reports God. that the food is terrible. Good lord! Yeah, no, apparently it's all every day we stray further from God's light. Really? Yeah, Disney, Chapek, look at that. Well, you know where you're always going to get the finest cuisine. Earl of Sandwich. Six Flags Magic Mountain. Oh, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> but at least there you're not expecting anything more. Well, we're talking yeah. about Twisted Subs. 
<laughs> Which has never opened, by the way. It really it, it's it's literally never been opened since the first few times I went. Um, yeah, Riddler's uh, Ricotta. Riddler's they got Ricotta. all these themed restaurants. It's <laughs> confusing. It's ricotta in the shape of question marks. Oh God! I so when I was on my when I was on my date mm. to see the Eternals. They played a trailer for the new Batman movie with Robert Pattinson. Oh, the one where he's just like mercilessly pummeling someone guy's head into the, into the <laughs> I ground. mean, I didn't see that. But no, that was the first trailer they it released. Did look, where it's it like, looked the music him. stops yeah. and he's just like... Good for him. He's like, it's fine, no guns, I don't kill him. It looked very gritty, I'll say that. It looked very gritty. The girl I was with was stoked. She was like, fucking yes. Mm. And, but the thing that made me laugh so hard about it that I like was like this is very dumb looking was it starts with some dude in a coffee shop and he's all hunkered over his cup of coffee right and he's like and they what come, gets wet as it gets drier <laughs> oh you're not wrong what dries as it gets you're not wetter. wrong you're not wrong <laughs> because literally I don't know what happens they either pull him out or they attack him or something but he leaves his station and you see that it was actually the Riddler. Mm. And the reason you see is not because he's wearing a green suit or anything. It's because in his coffee cup, in the latte art, he's drawn a question mark. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear, oh, dear. As if the thing that makes the Riddler the Riddler is just it's an the, autistic the compulsion to draw question, question marks wherever he can. <laughs> That's his thing. He's pissing in the snow, making question yeah. marks. <laughs> oh, dear, oh, dear. Uh, how many Batmans, how many new actors have played Batman in this last decade? I can count. Two? Well, it's Ben Affleck, Christian Bale still. And then, yeah, Robert Pattinson was announced. They started filming that before 2020. Yeah. That's, that's a lot for for one character, isn't it? I would say I don't ever. I'm I'm going to go on the record. I never, ever, ever need to see another Batman movie as long as I live. I not in the be- Batman universe. Yeah, I agree. Not starring Batman. I don't give a fuck. He's done. I agree. I think we're, yeah. we're sort of done. We've hit that. the saturation point on Batman. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree with that. All right. We'll leave it and on I that. think Marvel, at least, is smart enough not to recast any of their characters. I wonder what they'll do with Black Panther, though. Because, obviously, Chadwick Boseman died. So Robert Pattinson. <laughs> That'd be fucking awesome. <laughs> Try and get that in. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I, 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 they haven't done it yet. They haven't recast anyone yet. I wonder if they'll try and do like an Iron Man Begins. But they've already done Iron Man Begins. Like, what else I think are you Black Panther, Just like a bunch of I business think, stuff? I think Black Panther made stacks, too. So they're definitely going to try to bring him back somehow. Yeah, you were saying, but I mean, they it, it would. I, I don't think anyone would be happy if they tried. You know what I mean? Unless they brought back a young Black Panther. No, you know what they're going to do? They're going to make it a lady. Black Pantheress. It'll be like his sidekick in the movie. That lady. She's going to take over the mantle of Black Panther. They'll I, write that the character died. Right. And they'll have a few CGI shots of him that are like grotesquely animated to him being alive at the beginning. By the way, here's a question. You would know more about this than me. Do Marvel make comic books anymore? Or yeah. is it entirely no, no, they just do. to promote their movies? Uh, yes. It, they make them to promote their movies. Right. Yeah. But do they actually have like an ongoing canon oh, yeah, they have and tons. stuff? Yeah, oh yeah. But but is it all tied into the movies that are out? No, 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 no. It's still separate universes. Um but they definitely like I'll say this. When uh say they're they're very into synergy. 
So mm-hmm. let's say when uh, Guardians of the Galaxy comes out, right, and no one's given a fuck about Guardians of the Galaxy for 10 years, suddenly, new number one, Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, and who's the team lineup? Well, coincidentally, it's exactly the same team lineup as the one in the movie that just yeah, came out. You know? yeah. Or like, oh, Nick Fury in the comics suddenly looks like Samuel L. Jackson instead of a weird mm. white guy with white hair and an eye patch. Um, so they'll do a lot of that type of stuff. Well, you know what's cool? Uh, Disneyland, well, Disney World, but it's also coming to Disneyland. They've done a ride which, for the first time in a fair while, hasn't been based on any. Uh, when I say non Disney IP, I mean stuff that you don't really think about as being Disney. You know, like, yeah. so for instance, Star Wars or um, Spider Man or Marvel, yeah. any of that. Like, it, yeah, I know it's owned by Disney now, but it doesn't feel like Disney. No, it doesn't. Um, I would even argue that, like, Incredicles, you know, it's Pixar, but. It's not Disney, Disney. Yeah. So I'm talking about rides that are original content. So like, you know, all the classic ones, Jungle Cruise, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, Haunted yeah. Mansion, Big Thunder Mountain. But so what are they building? Well, okay, so it is kind of IP, but it is Mickey and Minnie Mouse. They've already, they, it's already opened yeah, in Walt Disney true. World. You don't really associate them with Disney. No, right. you know, they're a little... <laughs> no, but they've never, as far as I know, have never had, like, a proper dedicated ride. No, they never which have. Which is honestly really... They never have. That's... Which is honestly surprising, but now they have. Well, you don't... I mean, Disney is notoriously protective of Mickey. No, I'm serious. <laughs> Leave him alone. Leave him alone. <laughs> well, no, they want him to be basically a cipher. They're afraid mm. to put him in anything because they don't want him to develop a personality because they want him to be a cipher that you yeah. can just be like, oh, he's mischievous, he's happy, he's this, he's Well, he's that. also... For, exclusively for children, really. Uh, yeah, he's not, yeah. you know, you're not going to see him getting in any like kind of gritty Pixar adventure where he's dealing with his emotions. I hope, I hope you do. <laughs> no, I mean, I've seen a lot of recent Mickey Mouse. Well, dude, I'm not, I'm, dude, those new Mickey Mouse cartoons, first of all, they're good, yeah. but they're also very adult. They feel like Adventure Time cartoons. Like, it's a lot of dialogue based humor yeah. and a lot of like smarter, ironic type of humor. Well, I mean, this is a whole other conversation that we could have and that you probably don't want to have because it involves like children's programming and stuff. But, um, yeah, I mean, I've seen a lot of the recent Mickey universe stuff what, what, what are they called you know mickey daisy donald goofy yeah the, the fab five they called him for a while uh, there's more than five of them now well, including mickey the fab five was mickey donald goofy Minnie, and pluto pluto yeah yeah well now that's daisy who i think daisy's is a real donald's tag along well no, daisy the and husband and are they husband and wife it's not he's fucking. He's tapping that. It's ass. never explained. And Donald has no children. He just always seems to have nieces and nephews. Can you do a Donald impression? No. Well, yeah, I'm sure I could try, but that's that's not the point. <laughs> is that it? <laughs> is that it? The point is <laughs> the um. Yeah, the, the, they have more. There's also uh, so Daisy and Minnie are like uh, the the dynamics between. <laughs> Uh, Max is like laughing his head off at his Donald Duck impression. I don't know why. I'm thinking about some weird like mix up. Like I meet enough people to pull strings. Like the guy who voiced Donald is dead, and they're auditioning new Donalds. And I make it and up. This one like, just goes. Wah. I get up to the top level, and I get up to the booth, and I was like. Wah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Let's go. The guy who's been doing Goofy, I believe, has been doing it for a long ass time. <laughs> oh, um, God, I think he's the same one who did it in the Goofy movie and possibly wow. before. Yeah, but anyway, um, the, so the dynamics are kind of weird now. So that's why I didn't. Minnie and Daisy seem to live together, and they they run a boutique. I'm aware of the boutique. Minnie's yeah, boutique, I got a niece. Yeah. yeah, in, in a separate, a separate, uh, a different universe kind of, a different of, universe yeah. called Minnie's Boatoons. Yeah. Even though the end of the theme song goes, "Welcome to Minnie's Boutique," and then it's like Minnie's Boatoons. <laughs> <laughs> it should be called Minnie's Boutique. But, they want uh, people to know that it's tunes. Yeah. Still can't tell us, guys. Calm down. <laughs> it's not live action. Yeah, but they seem to live together in this kind of fucking constantly hectic environment where everything oh, yeah. goes like wrong a cuckoo all clock the time. That's always fucking around, like, right? Loca, she's called. Cool. Yeah. yeah, and she's like, <laughs> I think it's supposed to be Hispanic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this little Tweety Bird yeah. who flies around just kind of being sassy. Yeah. Uh, and then they have this friend who... They have this mate called Clarabelle. Oh, yeah. You know, I know Clarabelle. Had, that's Goofy's uh, wife. Oh really? Well, I don't know. They're they're both cows or something. What's Goofy? I well, I guess he's a dog. dog huh? Yeah. But... Oh no no no. She's Horace's main squeeze. Oh Horace, this guy, that guy who keeps the, the, the big horse. fat dude. Oh no no, that's Pete. Oh, that's Pete. No, Sorry. Horace looks Sorry, just Horace like Clarabelle. You, you, you understand? Yeah. Oh, there you go. <laughs> that's, that's where Louis C.K. got the inspiration from. He's just like, oh, what Disney big Disney fan? Yeah. No, Clarabelle is a cow, right? Yeah. She's more famous than her husband Horace, which looks exactly like her, but he wears like a horseshoe around his neck. Yeah, but she's completely fucking inept at everything. Oh yeah, she's she, well, she's she, the goofy of the. Like, all you she get it, does, right? no, but all she does is turns up and is like, "Hello, everyone! Whoa, I've fallen into the bone making machine." <laughs> Cuckoo Loka is like, she's hey, like, man. ah, brother. <laughs> and then wow. Minnie's got to be like, oh no. Let's figure it out. Yeah. Come on, Daisy. And Daisy's equally fucking like her head's up in the clouds as well. And I'm watching this with my daughter. My daughter loves it. She's like, ha ha. And it's yes. like, what are you learning from? She's like, like, what, look what at these dumbasses. <laughs> no, but I think she like you know, she just likes the drama. Like, yeah. Oh, everything's going wrong. And they got to, uh, you know, sort of, <laughs> sort of yeah, they, they got to contend with all this terrible shit that's going on in their business. I mean, the, I would never buy a bow from Minnie's Boutique. It seems like <laughs> you're asking for disaster. Yeah, it, for ridiculous reasons. Yeah. And I'm like, what does this teach? And meanwhile, while Minnie's kids, out there running you know. the boutique, what's her husband running? A clubhouse. Is it her husband? Because they don't live together. And Mickey he, and Minnie? He never turns up in... He turns up like well, no, nuts you, and bottoms to kind of like... don't understand, bro. Red like, pillar. Every, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he comes in and he... He does. He, saves, he comes in and saves the day once. He's like, oh, Minnie, you're terrible at this. And then leaves and goes back to his well, I clubhouse. Never, I should have never... I'm going back to the clubhouse <laughs> of the yeah. Don't bother us! <laughs> but the clubhouse has kind of stopped now and it's been like branched off into other things. There's Mickey's Mixed Up Adventures. No longer they might Are be they all that shitty CGI. It's the same, uh, yeah, it's, and I think it's mostly the same voice actors too. Yeah. And it's, it's that universe, that version of the Mickey Mouse universe. And um, Mixed Up Adventures is really bizarre because. Well, there's one, there's a one off. It seemed like it was going to become a whole series. Um, and it's called Mickey Mouse Funhouse? I don't know that. No, you wouldn't. Because there's only, I mean, going by Disney Plus anyway, there's only one of them. They did one, one and done for Mickey Mouse Funhouse. And that's where he goes to a, a sentient house, kind of like the clubhouse, mm-hmm. but it's fun. This one smiles. 
This is a house oh, that it's a house that smiles. It's and not drab. Like no, no, it's not a drab house. It's not a workhouse. It's a fun house. Uh, but <laughs> they like Oliver Twist. Yeah, they're off to the workhouse. <laughs> no, but uh, I, and I've seen this a bunch of times because my daughter loves this one. She always wants this one specifically. It's like twenty minutes and. It's a little bit like one of those creepy pastas where you know they like. Did you ever see the Mickey Mouse episode where this happened? And like, <laughs> Wait, no one Mickey else has realistic it? human eyes in it. Or what are you talking about? <laughs> He's inverted. Yeah. No. Uh, no. In this one, I, I don't remember. I don't think the fun house itself has much to do with it. They go to this fun house at the beginning, and it's kind of like smiling and saying fun things. But most of it is about how not to be racist towards dragons. <laughs> what? What do you mean? There's this dragon called Farfus. <laughs> Farfus the dragon, and they keep hearing about it. Why don't it. you go back to where you came from, Literally, Farfus? That's the strangest now thing, Mickey. is that Mickey is the <laughs> Mickey is the dragon racist at the beginning. <laughs> He's like, oh, these dragons are always up to no good. They're stealing our jobs, and they're, oh, they don't speak the language. And that's awesome. They're burning our crops. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, he, he's, like, properly exemplifying the worst, you know. But, yeah. But then again, it's a confused message because I think Minnie's being like, oh, now, now, maybe not all dragons are bad. Um, but it's kind of confusing because... Well, this- maybe not all cops who shoot dragons are bad. <laughs> <laughs> not all cops are bastards. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's slightly strange, though, because this dragon does turn up eventually. They go and search for him. And he's been, like, terrorizing towns and, like... Setting people on fire and shit. I'm like, this does sound like a kind of bad yeah. dragon, you know. But then eventually they meet him and he's sort of blowing bubbles and he's just kind of like this big goofy kid dragon. And but Mickey is like still like, no fucking, he's an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> we all fucking know what he is. It takes a long time for Mickey to come around to the idea that dragons are okay, and then at the very end, it's like, oh yeah, and obviously dragons are fine. I said, like, well, that doesn't teach you anything, they don't though. Have to like them. That doesn't teach you. That just teaches you. Oh, if anyone ever says anything bad about anything, then ignore it because they're wrong. It's like, yeah. well, no, maybe maybe there are some bad dragons. I mean, <laughs> this one turned out to be okay, <laughs> but like, yeah. you know, that's all through the beginning. It's like, yeah, they burn people, they kill people, they eat them. And, oh, but this one's fine though. So I guess you know, guess just just, okay. just don't. Judge a dragon. As long as he doesn't move in next to us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a little... It doesn't seem like it gets the message. I get what they're trying to do. It's like, all right, yeah, teach kids that just because things are different or people say bad things, it doesn't necessarily mean it's bad. It's fine, but you're not really expecting like a three-year-old kid to internalize that. You're just showing them this kind of big, stupid dragon and having Mickey being like, this guy's an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> they don't learn the message at the end, I don't think, you know. I, um, yeah. I, yeah. I can't believe how popular. <laughs> and Goofy's like, gosh, finally we figured out the dragons were all okay, but why not talk about the Mexicans? <laughs> he brings it back <laughs> yeah. to the real world. They shrug at the end. Oh, well, that's unacceptable. Well, we'll, we'll join us next time on Mickey's Funhouse. <laughs> we'll talk about whether the Mexicans are... Yeah, Mickey's Funhouse is he tackles the issues. Every episode is <laughs> yeah. like a new fucking... They did one, they were like, 
cut it. Yeah, cut it. We don't want to. We don't want to do the one about the Mexicans. So <laughs> we, we, we saw what you did with the dragon, and honestly, well, welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get down to brass tacks, kid. So, what have I heard about How Mexicans? Only thirty percent of the population, <laughs> but they account for ninety percent of the crime rate. Yeah, it, it it felt like that was them trying to be like, all right, look, we've done some silly stuff about bows going all wrong. Or, you know, fucking... <laughs> I mean, all the plots are ridiculous. Uh, so, and it felt like with the fun house, for some reason, they were like, this is where we're going to concentrate all the hard-hitting all the messages, issues. Yeah. All the proper messages, you know, and uh, it didn't really work the first time with this weird dragon one. Muppets Haunted Mansion. I'm leaving. Okay. <laughs> I have to go. I'm trying desperately to keep Max here, but <laughs> Muppets Fair Haunted enough. Mansion. It, it did exist. Did you what not is, see it? Is it the Disney Haunted Mansion? Yeah. It's Dis- right, it's okay. Disney. I'll, I'll stay for another Fuck 20 yeah. minutes. All right, here we go. <laughs> Got him. I Got him on the hook. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Muppets Haunted Mansion. I got What him. are they doing? What have these Muppets uh, they, gotten up? They, gone and gotten up to now? They've gone to the haunted mansion. Kermit, Kermit's in there. Miss yeah, Piggy, but he's not the. It's, it's the. Uh, forgive me, my Muppet names are. What's he look I'm like? Not that familiar. It's the, it's the ones from. Um, uh, you know the Christmas Carol and stuff. The 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 narrators. Gonzo. So it's Gonzo. And Rizzo. Rizzo is that the Rizzo one? the rat? The one is like, no no no. Okay, so it's Gonzo and the one that looks a bit like a shrimp. Oh, uh, what is his name? Pepe or something like that? Yeah, the kind of... Honestly, hasn't dated very well. No, he's a little... Yeah, he's a shrimp. Yeah. You ever you see Long John Silver's commercials? No. Well, Long John Silver's is a fast food, uh, seafood chain that we yeah, have in America. About it, yeah. yeah, and he used to do the commercials for them. And it was literally... He would be like, Hey, man, why don't you go get some fucking... Uh, some shrimps? It was like... It was a weird voice that he had. Yeah. It was pretty fucking it. crazy. He still got it. <laughs> Um, can't believe they're still getting away with that. Yeah, but, but they basically go through the plot of the Haunted Mansion. Um, the plot, eh? Yeah, the plot. So they, the, those two get invited in a limo to uh, some party at this big mansion, and it's the haunted one, and like instantly, you know, they they go in the graveyard, and they have to do the, all the jokes about the gravestones. They have a whole wow, musical number. Wow, that's Wow. Yeah. Wow. But, uh, it sounds more like Marge Simpson, I think. <laughs> Homie. Homie. Um, here comes Donald. <laughs> Gosh, here comes Goofy. He's a great impression. We're all here. Hey, man. I'm here to... <laughs> yeah, I, fuck, I don't have much to say about the Muppets. What's it, what goes on in it? Come we never, on. We never so managed... they go, they get caught in the graveyard. They see, like, IP uh, freely. A, yeah, and, fucking... there's a, and there's a song about it, but yeah. they're still, like, they're, for some reason, they're still not sure they've seen a ghost yet, even though there are yeah. a bunch of ghosts dancing in the graveyard. Singing. singing with a ghost. Yeah, and, you know, they have, like, some jokes oh, about Do you remember Tinder that song by Tegan and, and Sarah? Like, I've been walking with a ghost. Remember that? No. Anyway, go on. Yeah, there's some jokes about Tinder. There, there, were some, there were jokes in there that are like for the lads, you know, for the, for the adults, for the, the grown-ups. The Muppets are a shell of what it's, they once were. Yeah, it was, even my daughter thought it was crap. Yeah. She, she like said it was Tinder She was like, not this one. Did you see that no. fucking sitcom they did on ABC? Muppets sitcom? Yeah, it was like maybe five years ago. They did a, a, a sitcom in the style of The Office or like, where it was like a mockumentary following the Muppets. 
but it was like it, they were trying to be a little too adult with it, and like they toned down the humor to where it was just not fun or interesting. It was literally just The Office, but Ker- Kermit was uh, fucking Jim Halpert. So he'd be like, oh, well, I've got a crazy co-worker. But now it's like Fozzie the Bear. And yeah. he's like, Kermit. Oh, fuck it. Well, who was it who made the Muppets good? I mean, aside from Jim, Jim, Jim Henson, obviously. But he wasn't really involved by the time they got to Christmas Carol. That well, was his, his son. son directed, Brian Henson directed yeah. Christmas Carol. And that's very good. Yeah, exactly. Um, but his son went on to direct the Happy Time Murders. Well, and he also does the, uh, yeah, his son got very bonered up on the idea of what if pop puppets did naughty stuff as if it's never been his told. son would never have been fucking loved the hallway uh, <laughs> <laughs> we would have also loved meet the feebles yeah and oh America yeah and all this other stuff it's, yeah it's, it's just like why do that in, in 2018 be like at least meet the feebles wasn't like so reliant on yeah no that was just an element of it yeah, same with Team America, really. Yeah, it wasn't like. Oh, but Happy Time Murders is really bad. Happy Time Murders yeah. is really coasting on. <laughs> just, I'll bet you've never seen a puppet come for twenty minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty awful. Yeah, Happy Time Murders fucking sucked. Yeah, one of the worst movies I've seen in a long while. Yeah, it's up there with Movie Forty Three for me. Yeah, I was just like, why would I watch that? I, yeah. I didn't finish it, so I can't. Maybe it got really good towards the end. Of <laughs> yeah, it really <laughs> saves itself. Oh, now we're cooking. Oh, um. Yeah, I, I, but I don't know what exactly happened because, yeah, Christmas Carol was really good, and that was him. That mm-hmm. was Brian. Brian, yeah. And now he doesn't just do that. He didn't just do Happy Time Murders. He does uh, Puppet Up. What's that? They were performing at Knott's Scary Farm <laughs> like two years ago. For some all, these guys are great. Yeah, but it, it is literally, it's another one of those where it's like, <laughs> you never know what these puppets are going to say. But they're in a theme park, so I can't imagine it's that body. No, but also was, you know, this this idea, forgetting puppets even, like just take South Park or something, you know, yeah. like, oh, no like one cares anymore. Character. Yeah. It's like no one, yeah, you can make anything benign say something rude. Ted, Seth MacFarlane's Ted, it's like, what if a teddy yeah. bear cussed and smoked weed? And I'm like, who thinks that's funny? <laughs> Seth MacFarlane. Yeah, does. like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> At least there teddy some, bears don't smoke marijuana. <laughs> at least there are some jokes in there. No, yeah, yeah it's, true, it's like the yeah. same as Family it's Guy. Just like it's the pre- like, I, but I distinctly, I'm missed, not kidding. I distinctly but... remember being in the theater for Ted, one of the rowdiest theaters I've ever been in. I left the first. People time. were standing yeah. up. I left and the theater screaming. They were like, "Fuck!" I got, <laughs> I got anxiety in the. In the I, I saw it. <laughs> I saw it in London and Chelsea. <laughs> So like a, a posh suburb of London, and uh, all, oh. the, all the banter lads were in there. Yeah, and it was so full. It was like like you know, literally not a seat not filled. And I, I left within about twenty minutes because it was too Mate. rowdy. There was too, people losing their shit over this teddy bear. Oh my god, were they ever? I, I never forget. Couldn't, I, I scene, couldn't stay. I, that, I had to so leave. One one of the hugest laughs was. I mean, the Kim. I'm obviously the idiot here. I'm the fucking moron because one of the hugest laughs was opening shot of like they do the montage of the teddy bears growing up or whatever mm. and like Ralph Garman as the dad yeah. being like holy fucking shit that teddy bear which talks. by the way for all he talks about his relationship with Seth MacFarlane he seems to get very very small roles in his movies yeah. <laughs> very small but so no but, so they're yeah. talking and all this and then it cuts forward to Mark Wahlberg and what's the first shot of the movie if the I recall smoking weed out of a bong hey and it, 
Can you believe The crowds believe of Stockton, it? California Can could you not believe, believe their fucking eyeballs. Yeah. And then what really got them later was just a little bit of racism when the There's Asian... a lot of racism. When the that. Asian <laughs> neighbor pokes yeah. his head through and the guy hallucinates that it's Ming the Merciless because they, mm. they actually get Flash Gordon. Flash Gordon, yeah. On LSD or something. We're just like, dude, and then he's are dressed you doing up this for Ming a break from Family Guy? Yeah, or are you just like, still yeah. doing Family Guy with a different... So Ming the Merciless <laughs> pops through... And this dude, opposite end of the... I sat in the handicap seats. Because those are the only two that are sectioned off just two. So it was me and my girlfriend. I was like, I don't want to sit by anybody else. <laughs> We're just going to be just the two of us on this island observing the yes, chaos. Enjoying our film. Yes, enjoying our, our cinema. <laughs> yeah. And thank God, because I swear to God, the people in like the, the next section of seats, they're like throwing their popcorn around. They're I don't know what it was. Not like flinging it, but like yeah. again, they're like they're in such hysterics. Go- but a dude, this fucking like older, like fat, like fifty year old Mexican dude, he stands up at the very end of the theater, stands up on his feet and points at the screen, he goes, Ming Ming <laughs> I guess this is couldn't a good believe my fucking eyes. I guess this on. is a good thing. This is what we want to keep cinemas for: is for the shared communal experience of watching sure. a big movie. But I, that is, I, I, I think I'm right in remembering that was the most active theater I've never I've seen ever been in. Like it. And it's fucking Ted. They love by it. Seth MacFarlane with Mark Wahlberg in they it. They couldn't like, get enough of it. I don't get. Because I, I saw it later on, like, I, I think I saw it in a hotel or something. I was like, oh, yeah, okay. It's fine. It's fine. Some funny it's bit, not a so, bad yeah. movie. It's not terrible, but... It's not it, great, but it's, it's not bad. It's yeah. fun. It's a very... It's a perfectly entertaining movie. It's like you watch it and then pretty quickly forget it. I can't imagine anyone going back and watching Like, if someone right now, <laughs> in the state I'm in, if someone... I'm, like, a little tired, they're like, hey... Do you want to watch Ted or do you want to watch Abdelatif Kashish's Blue is the Warmest <laughs> Color? Well, you know what I would choose, but... Well, I would choose Ted only because I don't have three hours. Okay. But that's what I'm talking about. It's like, it's one of those. It's like, listen, yeah, so it, you can it kind of check out. You can be on your phone. Yeah, but people... I'm glad we had the same experience. People lost their fucking shit. They were going same, nuts over it. Same thing. Tell you what didn't I did they did not lose their shit for was a million ways to die in the West. Which I actually liked <laughs> I still, marginally I, I better not, than I have Ted. not watched it. I kinda liked it. It's an interesting premise. Uh, but uh yeah they no one gave a fuck about you that. You don't want Seth MacFarlane on screen. He's he, handsome. He, He's a good leading man. No. Uh, you don't want him no. I disagree. I like something from I like looking at him. Really? I think he's fun. I think he's handsome. Okay. Well he's a good singer and what I like about him is you never you don't really find out he's a good singer until you really research into him because he kind of hides it he's pretty bad from what I've seen from <laughs> I'm also saying. joking because he's constantly fucking trying to sing oh, right. everywhere oh, yeah. he goes <laughs> no no but I think I figure like people he's could, not bad at all he's very good no he's not but people, no, people could casually watch Family Guy and not realize oh that's the creator who's doing those songs you know but uh, no, he he got very. He released an album of like swing songs. Yeah, he likes that. It's terrible. I think people are too hard on he him. He is no. He he's that that is a perfect example of someone with too much money. Who, you That's know, kind of like um, the Flor- so Florence Foster Jenkins. You ever hear? If about I got her? money, if I got money from doing some show. I would use it to fund every stupid vanity project. Fine, I do, ever it, do it. Do it for yourself. Don't inflict it on everyone else. What are you, it, well, of course, I'm going to release it. Oh, no, he turned up on the BBC Proms once, which is like a pretty prestigious, you know, showcase of all the classical stuff and orchestra stuff that's going on. 
and he showed up fucking singing ain't that a kick in the head oh, he sure. fucking fly he fly messed the up the shit, yeah. he messed up the lyrics to the first couplet hell yeah Wait, how lucky could yeah. one guy was shit? No, no, no. Okay, start sorry. over. Start over. Second couple. How lucky could one guy be? What's the next line? I kissed her and she kissed me. And he says something a boot. What? Because he messed up. Ain't like, that a kick yeah, in the no, something, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, he fucks uh-huh. it up and then he started a boot. Oh. Uh, ain't that a kick in the head? Oh my god! And he starts. To, he's not even. Good I know sing. the words. You're a good singer if people are surprised that you can sing. There's a big difference between yeah. that and actually being good. He's not, no. He is good. He could good. do the Music Man very well. I'll bet. I don't know. You know the Music Man, the musical? No, I mean no. I'm not familiar with it. Oh, that's good. Okay, but it's one of those like deep voice talky. Mm-hmm. He's a good orator. He's got a great voice. He seems smart. I like Seth MacFarlane. I think he, I think people are too hard on him. I'll bet you you would have a good time hanging out with him. I don't. Actually, you're probably right. He's no, probably a fucking unrepentant asshole. Like a yeah. fucking. Oh yeah, and he does a big Christmas party in Hollywood every year. That's like a huge I know. gala ball. My like, wife was once commissioned to to help with the set design for it. Oh boy. Yeah, yeah. it didn't go ahead, but yeah, she was supposed to. Yeah, that doesn't shock me. Yeah, yeah there he is. Well. That's going to be it for the Poor Quality Podcast. Yeah, it's 5 o'clock. you got to get your kid. I know. Yeah. No, we didn't really get into the Muppets on it mentioned, but... Oh, yeah. My daughter thought it was shit, so... Seth MacFarlane have a cameo in it? Yeah. I beg your pardon? Seth MacFarlane have a cameo in it? No. No, then I won't No, there watching. were some cameos, and honestly, I've forgotten every There's single one. There's always celebrity cameos. There's a ton, yeah. but I've forgotten all of them. Um, I think it was I'm from sure during COVID. Like the guy from Modern Family, the dad. I think it was from during COVID, so it seems like they're yeah. all on green screens. Yeah, of course. Yeah. All right. The Haunted Mansion is shit, by the way. No, it's not. It's good. No. no it doesn't matter. It's going to be Princess and the Frog soon anyway, so it doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> the Haunted Mansion as yeah. well. Everything, <laughs> they do everything in New Orleans. The slow crawl. Pirates of the Caribbean. It's also just like Pirates out. and the Frog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, well, I'm, here's one thing that's interesting about me going to Disneyland next week. I'm finally going to get... Here's a few things I'm going to get to do for the first time. Okay. I'm going to get to go on the Matterhorn. Because it's open now. Fun. Last time I went, it was closed. Fun red. Uh, yeah, I hear it sucks. I, I hear it's it really rough. hurts. It's rough. I mean, you're going to... It's by the same people as Viper. I'm fucking <laughs> terrified every time I'm on it that the ride's going to get stopped because I can't sit in that position very long. Like, mm. my leg becomes dislocated from my hip bone every time I ride it. But Why I get out... They, but Disney. I get out Why don't they just time. get new trains? I don't understand. I don't know. But I get out in enough time to just kind of, like, shift and pop it back in. But if I ever got stuck that position... Because you really sit with your head, like, up to your chin. I mean, your yeah. knees up to your chin. But why don't I mean I understand that's the concept of it being a bobsled, but people are taller now than they were in the fifties. Yeah, no, I think that's exactly what's going on. People but why haven't they just replaced the, Disney can afford new trains? You know, yeah, why they don't, don't they care? Just people like do it. That? They think it's banter and memes. And what's funny is they refurbished the ride, but what they actually did was they just added a Yeti. Yeah, but they they also refurbished it recently. Well, supposedly they were refurbishing it. That's why it was closed when I went. They should but cut I've, that Yeti out I put have in sin- Elsa. No, yeah, no, I have since heard rumors that they weren't refurbishing it. They were doing, you know, they were walking through it trying to see how they could retheme it to Frozen. That's fine. Yeah. No, Frozen it's not. Roller, I mean, you just, wanna, you just want there to be a Frozen land so that you can get employed as the Yoo-Hoo guy. <laughs> Finally. That's it. A fucking steady job. Yeah. Woo-hoo. Woo-hoo. 
Yeah. Piss on a blowout. The Yoo-Hoo guy. Because that ma- that's a Wolseley character who ended up in a Disney film somehow, but... What? It's a fucking coat salesman on the mountain? It, it's... Come on. Like, he owns a fucking trading post in a sauna, and he's like... Uh, that's true. Talking shit. You Big know, summer blowout. Fucking, he's fun. It's a, it's a, it's a match it's a character. Bit. Yeah. So the Matterhorn's Frozen. probably soon going to become Frozen. Good. Um, Frozen's awesome. Like, Frozen should be memorialized. I've, I've it's their it. best movie they've I've done since seen that movie. It so many times. And it's better it, than Moana, not by a lot. Uh, but Moana's pretty bad. Moana's good, but, like, really? every day they stray a little further from God's light. Like, it's fucking... It's... This, these last few, this Raya and the Last Dragon. Oh, that didn't go anywhere, though. I mean, I didn't see it, but I don't no, know. Disney messed up. They shouldn't have done the streaming thing. I know they were trying to be they cool. Shouldn't they, they shouldn't have. They shouldn't No, I agree with you. They, they were trying to be cool during COVID. But now nobody talks about their movies because their movies yeah, aren't events anymore. Yeah. No one gives a fuck. Yeah, now they got some they damage. Fucking blew it. They need to undo it. Yeah, you're kind of right. I, I, I disagree with you. You, you and Brandon had you know reasoning for it that I don't really agree with in terms of finances. I think financially it's fine, but I think in terms of reputation... It's definitely uh, not financially fine. Blo- fucking Scarlett Johansson sued them for <laughs> yeah, lost she was revenue. Like, I only got $5 million for playing Yeah, well, though, it was character? in her contract that they couldn't yeah. do that, apparently. It was in her contract that they couldn't do same-day VOD. It had Or like something about like there was an exclusivity to theaters clause in her contract. Has she... Because uh, she knows that's going to affect because she got points on the back end. Has she successfully sued them yet? Has that- yeah, she won. Did she win? The, dude, that's why their their food is shitty now. They've got they, they lost <laughs> they to pay two trillion dollars to oh, Scarlett well, Johansson. At, at, at least the good guys won. Scarlett <laughs> Johansson gets another fucking spider shaped pool. Good for her. She, <laughs> she fucking get, rules, dude. And we get under shit, the skin. We get bad pizza. <laughs> under the skin get. is more important to me than the fucking DiGiorno pizza at Clarabelle's Pizza, which was always shit, by the way. <laughs> I, I'm hearing that. Well, no, someone. I, I, I occasionally look at the Disneyland subreddit when I'm trying. Well, especially when I was trying to get a reservation. But, uh, a whole other story. Um, and someone posted a picture being like, "Does anyone think the Disneyland food is like suffering at the moment?" And they, they, they were like a really nice, honest question. Has anyone else noticed that like the food maybe isn't quite as possibly good as? I mean, it was always great and it's so good, but. Is it maybe not that good? They post this picture. It's like a fucking slice, a tiny slice of clearly frozen, pre-frozen pizza with like a pepperoni, one pepperoni slice on it. And the pepperoni slice has been sliced where the pizza was sliced. So it's not even a full, oh, pe- yeah. <laughs> it's not even a full pepperoni piece. <laughs> and they're like, and it just looks miserable on a paper plate. It's like, they're like, yeah, it's not as magical as I remember. <laughs> <laughs> They're trying so hard to be positive. They're like, I don't know, maybe it was a bad day. I dude, I, <laughs> I got this. And it I distinctly me, it remember. It cost me seventeen dollars. I don't, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not entirely happy about it. I don't, <laughs> I don't remember what it was or why, but I distinctly remember when I went to Disneyland a long time ago. I ate lunch at Daisy Duck's Pizza in Toontown, and then flash forward like. Eight to ten years, I go back to Disneyland with Shannon Garland, and I'm like, we got to try this Daisy Duck pizza. It's fucking awesome. I've never heard of that. It was probably, that's what it was a picture of. No, it was, uh, it was Tomorrowland's pizza. The pizza, oh, it's a pizza port? Pizza port, oh, yeah. God. Pizza Isn't that Planet. a buffet, though? Don't you get to have as many slices as you want? I thought it was Pizza Planet, like the Toy Story-themed one. Oh, no. It, well, it was Pizza Port for the longest time. They may oh, have re-themed it to Pizza Planet. I don't know, but they were unhappy with what they got. 
<laughs> well, regardless, I'm just like, yeah, that shit was terrible. Like, we, you get like a personal pizza from Daisy Duck Pizza, but it is literally DiGiorno. Like, mm. I can't imagine that it's anything but DiGiorno. Yeah, which I, I'd heard the Disneyland food was like universally great. Like, it was, it was just It is good. in some spots. Like, at the sit down restaurants, it's good. At the mid tier, like, Quick service restaurant. Have you ever it's been fine. to? Sorry, have you ever been to the like the Blue Bayou or anything yes. like that? You have. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh well, it's impossible to get reservations. At a pre fee, baby. What? Isn't that what you call that when they have like a menu that you can select different? Oh, pre fee. I said that. Oh, I thought you went ah pre fee, baby. I was, <laughs> I was like, what? saying what's that? <laughs> I was like, pre fee. That means before yeah. fee. <laughs> what's that? Sure, I mean, that's all Regina. It's prefix. Uh, prefix. I think I think that's how you pronounce it. Prefix. Mm, well, I had that. Yeah, it was a fantastic meal. It was one of the best meals I've ever. Probably the best meal I've ever had at Disneyland. They Did had a, they had a okay. very buttery, delicious gumbo as an appetizer. So lots of rice and and dewy sausage and shrimp and stuff in there. Mm-hmm. Amazing. That was the soup. Uh, I had some kind of like very savory, tender like steak tri-tip type material with like a red wine reduction sauce glazed over it and a nice chocolate tort dessert oh it was fucking great yeah no i want to go there and i want to go and we got the nice table on the water oh you got it on the water lucky you dude it was was for our fucking anniversary it's impossible at the moment oh no it's for my birthday it was for like my 28th birthday or something like that nice nice yeah. I hear Cathay Circle is really nice. In oh, yes. Oh, yes. I mean, uh, the, the crackling duck wings are said to be very, very good at Carthay Circle. Okay. It's like spicy duck wings. I had like a cheese plate when I went, but I'm not much for cheese plates, so I don't know. <laughs> Someone else ordered it. God, yeah. If I brought you to Disneyland now, now that you're all vegan and fucking whatever, what would you eat? Uh, Yeah, that's a good question. I, I don't know. Have much. I haven't been to Disneyland since I stopped eating meat. I'm thinking about getting back on the meat train, though. I think you should. Get on the midnight meat train with me. The, oh, fuck yes, the midnight meat train. <laughs> I've been thinking Cougar. about it because I feel like I'm just getting fat. I'm just like, dude. Well, yeah, because it's easier when you're a vegan just to go, all right, well. I'm just going to eat carbs. Gonna have some all chips, I eat is yeah. pasta and cheese pizza. That's yeah. all I eat. Uh, Regular cheese like, pizza or vegan cheese? I'm not vegan. Oh, okay. Yeah. But all I eat is pasta and cheese pizza, and I've been like, God, it would be nice to just have, like, a a simple... <laughs> Some protein. <laughs> a simple protein source that yeah. I don't have to think about. Or I mean, there's actually a ton of protein in cheese pizza, believe it or not. Well, and yeah, but the, it's not as filling as, like, just eating a chicken. Well, it's a lot fucking more calories. Like, yeah. I can get, like, 80 grams of protein from eating a whole cheese pizza, but it's going to be, like, fucking 1,800 calories, whereas I could also eat... Fucking a, a chicken breast exactly, and get yeah. 40 grams of protein for like 180 calories. That's what I'm saying. And lose weight and become fucking ripped. Yeah. And then once I'm ripped, I can go back to being vegetarian. And start the cycle a lot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. It'll be a yearly <laughs> thing. Well, no, I don't know. I've been thinking about it. I'm like, it's. I, here's the real answer. What I should do is just like eat better. Like, just eat whole foods that are, like, rich in protein, like broccoli and fucking beans and, and, and things, quinoa and rice and things like that. But I never want to eat those things. I want to eat cheese pizza. But watch what's going to happen is I'm going to be like, I did it for my health. And then in two weeks, I'm going to be eating pepperoni pizza. <laughs> I'm be like, for my health. No, man. Just so you can get, like, a fucking rotisserie chicken, you know. That, will last, that, you, that will last you a day. That shit is so weird and nasty. Well, it depends where you chicken. get it from, but yeah. 
a five dollar rotisserie chicken from Costco. Well, it's like Joe Perro points out in his grocery store episode. He's like, I always wondered why it's cheaper to get a whole cooked chicken than yeah. buying like two thighs on yeah. their own. I don't like to think about it too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let's leave it on that. All right. Joe Paris. And let's leave it with a final shout out to Jenny Hoover. Oh, yeah. Jenny and John. Congratulations I, I, on your matrimony. Couldn't be happier. But also, it appears they're in like Warsaw or Gothenburg or some random Denmark. European They've gone city. to Denmark. Yeah. Yeah. And they, Jenny, they're eating vegan out there. And, oh, good luck. And, and Jenny found a Satan like microwave burrito. A vegan seitan microwave burrito at the Seven Eleven in like fucking Warsaw. I don't they have in different... They're in Denmark. I don't know where they're fucking. <laughs> Why would they've gone to Poland after that? They're going to see the Northern Lights for their honeymoon. Whatever. But they, she oh, found whatever. I mean, they're very found, different countries. She found <laughs> she found a fucking seitan plant based um, thing, and she was like, "If I have to live on Seven Eleven on this trip, I will." And I messaged her, and I was like, and I want to say this on the podcast, too. Just have some reindeer. No, I'm going to say this. <laughs> well, 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 motherfucker. Because when I worked with her, I would go to 7-Eleven for my lunch break every day. And she would be like, Max, you're going to die. You're going to die if you keep eating that trash at 7-Eleven. Well, yeah, you were eating their, their hot dogs and their pepperoni pizzas. I was eating their pepperoni pizzas. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, that was a lunch for me. She's I was not happy. wrong. <laughs> Dude, I would get two slices of pepperoni pizza for $2, a little bag of goldfish crackers, and a big-ass big gulp. And I'd be happy as a pig and shit on my lunch break, fucking living it up. Yeah, you're, uh, coincidentally, you're eating a pig and shit as well. <laughs> it was a lot of pepperoni. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, I saw them stringing the pig up in the back. Yeah, just draining it slowly. Yeah. Oh, boy. It's still looking at you as you're walking out. <laughs> no, seriously, I couldn't be happier for them. That's no, a, that's yeah, a, that's yeah. a solid-ass couple. Like, one of the happiest ones that I've seen. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that I've seen get married. Yeah, that's awesome. Yep. Good for them. One big J now. Yeah, JJ. JJ. I can't call her J Who anymore because perhaps now she's J Jack. J Jax. J Jax. Yeah. No, she's still J Who to me. Yeah, it's it's always going to be J Who. Yeah, J Who. He's going to be John Who. (laughs) Yeah, John Who. I mean, that's that's nice, right? Better than John Jack. John Jack sounds like a kind of posh boy, you know. Uh, All right. John Jack. All right. Uh, All right. I like polo and I like also uh, cricket. Oh, mate, is that John Jack? That's John Jack over oh. there. It's only JJ. <laughs> Hello, mate. <laughs> All right, bye. All right. All right. i
Oh, yeah. 